Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 106. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios today is Claire Double R. Hi, Elliot. Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. Jordan Frost. I'm the other half of Danny Rosewell. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Or am I just a figment of your imagination which only appears when you don't have the self-esteem to carry away through? So when I'm not here, that's when you're doing your best. Hmm. Well, I see you a lot, though. I have oh, boogeyman no. rules. If you put your head under the blanket, I disappear. <laughs> and then if you really want to accuse them, you throw a blanket on them, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you might be confused of what the fuck is going on, because so am I. So let me uh, ride this train right now. God damn it. <laughs> We're doing really badly today. <laughs> yes, we are. But... Joining us today for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. And uh, how are we feeling today after that episode that we watched from a recent decade? Well, which episode was this, Elliot J. O'Neill? <laughs> nice setup. This was Season 27, Episode 8, Paths of Glory. First released in December of 2015, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Michael Ferris, who co-wrote The Net... Oh, wow. The game. Surprise! And the game. The game. Yep. And Catwoman. Okay. The Halle Berry one. Is there any other? Uh. Maybe an animated one. I don't know. <laughs> In this episode, everyone starts being a piece of shit to Lisa, and she finds out that there was a female scientist inventor and she seeks to bring out her work to light and in the b story marge and homer think bart's a sociopath and they send him to a mental institution so i don't know fucking guys what'd you think i drew fire on my page (laughs) i set fire to my page (laughs) (laughs) willie sets fire to a bunch of boxcars yeah it was just a really all over the place kind of episode which they tried to bring together at the end I can't believe this came from the writer of Catwoman. I know. <laughs> I can believe this is from the writer of the game and the net and streetcar named video games. So let's get into the questionnaire and get into this fucking fuck. BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Uh, what I'm going to go with here is, that, okay, this whole Lisa begins to investigate this uh, female inventor that lived in Springfield thing, gets kicked off and they find a video on YouTube of her only invention, which kills someone and she ends up in a mental institution. It's like... Good. Mm. I'm sorry, but that's the only bit of information we have about this person. If it was it was a mistake, mistakes happens in science, that'd be one thing. Or if it was, you know, she invented something that was too ahead of its time, and they're like, oh, this woman can't possibly understand what she's talking about. Put her in the insane asylum. That'd been fine. But they didn't do that. They had, here's the one thing she's known for, which murdered a man. So, of course, she's in an insane asylum. Mm. She jumps straight to testing on humans as well. Yeah. No, like, watermelon test? She's not good at it. Fine. That's all right. I mean, you know, Edison murdered elephants for shits and giggles. But, you know, it's There's just it's a such it's such autopsy a, at my autopsy. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, good. Um, but it's like, this is the only information we have on this person that she's immediately decided she needs to clear the name of to validate herself, even though she didn't even know who she was at the mm. beginning of the episode. Which and, is unlikely, sir. Like, yeah. you know, she's so up to the minute with everything. And, you know, Lisa's never heard of her. I mean, I know, I know it was just for the episode, but it was not set up correctly. And I agree. She did look like a crazy person. Mm. Yeah. And that Lisa puts such a high premium on her straight away. It's like, he's the only female inventor in Springfield. If I can prove that she's worthwhile, then all women everywhere are worthwhile. I was like, 
Why? There are so many other things you could pick right now other than someone you've never heard of. She could have justified her own inventions. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How about you, Claire? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? It's a really small little blip on the radar of how terrible everything else was. But when Bart and Lisa have broken into the mental asylum, they've found the voice recording of Mm -hmm. The old wax cylinder. Whatever. Mm. And so she's going around saying, you know, Oh, so plot exposition-y. Mm-hmm. It was just a recording basically going, I've had a helpful guard record my voice so that some plucky young woman in the future can come yep. and help me and clear mm. my name. Firstly, gross. But also, the part that really pissed me off is that the last bit of that recording was, oh, and if Nikola Tesla says that he broke up with me, I broke up with him, which totally undermines any sort of like pro-feminist message mm-hmm. by making this like all about Women jilted. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was just like, uh, yeah. like I expected it from The Simpsons, which is really sad. You know, undermining the message, whatever that is that they're trying to portray now. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can't be a woman in science without also being a gossipy bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their whole handling of like trying to tell a pro-feminist story in this episode, like they just fucking I don't know bungled if they it. Even are like I don't know if they're actually. Oh, maybe they think they were, but they could have asked a woman what they thought and i think the problem is this is my understanding of what they were trying to do they were trying to poke fun at how people just still don't give a shit about the feminist movement Mm -hmm. about what women achieve they're still being undermined but they did it in such a way where it was like yeah well why should we care you know Mm. look how dumb this is like what's it gonna change if we find out that some lady from hundreds of years ago actually did something useful for a change like that's the feeling i get from it it's not actually going this is a really terrible thing that happens it still gets dismissed it was actually like well who cares just shut up about it yeah and it wasn't like a you could do that that same ending but have it be it doesn't matter how you change history because most people don't care about academia and that would have been, you know, a jab at society and stuff like that, mm-hmm. rather than just like a, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Danny? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? The bit where, like, she's going to um, lift Amelia to the ranks of other female citizens, like Marie Curie and other scientists. Oh, uh, Velma from Scooby-Doo. Velma from yeah. Scooby-Doo, yeah. That felt really cheap. Why Chalmers as well? Yeah. yeah, it's weird how aggressive to Lisa Chalmers is in this mm. bit. My moment that stood out to me was definitely the hot babe from Knockers that let them into the basement. Yep. And then turned out to be Willie in oh, disguise. That was very strange yeah. and very sudden twist. And I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. It was certainly unexpected. Yeah, it was certainly unexpected. There you go. That's, that's I, good I, for me. I liked how Willie kept the fishnets on yeah. while he yeah. was doing the jackhammering. I think he's got the legs to rock them. <laughs> I like how it was his voice straight away. He didn't do a girly voice. No. So presumably the whole shift he's been talking in the Willie voice, <laughs> but looking like a teen cheerleader. It was weird, but I mean, I guess it makes sense with Willie, you know, we've heard before how, you know, in Scottish wars, they'd like wear formal ball gowns and yep. sequined evening gowns. Yeah. That's right. Lined you out of me with, with luxury. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting twist, but I mean, yeah, also it was so exposition-y, like you're oh, saying, yeah. Claire, this episode is full of exposition-y moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that same moment, the whole, like, hitting the hot sauce pipe yeah. and hitting the oh, blue, blue cheese. cheese I'll just yeah. have to hit the blue cheese pipe to counteract that. Bing. Uh, yeah, these or... are the jokes that, like, in retelling, it's just like, uh, because that was just such a slog to get through. How about you, Jordan? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? For me, it was a thing that they did multiple times, but just being 
annoying in the background yeah. for multiple scenes. So the first one where Lisa is just looking up on Wikipedia about Amelia Vanderbuckle, he comes up and does like a Kilroy on the desk with his nose sticking on and he's mm-hmm. putting the ants into like a Malibu Stacey doll. And then mm-hmm. later in the, in the asylum, he's just doing shtick. He's yeah. hanging from the roof from the thing like, oh, look, I'm in a, a straitjacket. How many magicians were in this thing? And he just kept coming up and just doing things. And I think that... They thought they needed to make Bart do something funny in every scene to like take away from the seriousness or something. And that's so different from the old Bart and Lisa investigate something yeah. episodes. They've just forgotten how good those were. Like those are some of the best episodes. Yeah, for a minute I'm like, okay, or well, at least we're going to investigate an abandoned asylum. That could be some fun. And it felt like yeah. they'd written their episode, then watched it back and thought, this scene is boring. How can we spice yeah. it up a little? <laughs> Let's just rustify it by 5%. You know? <laughs> but, attitude, add attitude. But again, exposition to be like, Lisa, I have some exposition, but here's something wacky I'm doing. Lisa, more exposition that I've discovered. Here's another wacky thing. I'm chewing on an old electric chair mouthguard thing now. Oh, yeah. yeah. But even then, in that bit where she does get to the records and pulls it out as it's going through Vanderbuckle, and it's like, okay, Amy, Alessandra, and it's like, okay, I guess all the- All spice. All spice. And it's like- <gasps> It's like, okay, oh. because they're actually taking the moment to have her go through the files, I'm like, okay, her file's not going to be there, and it's going to be a continuation of the mystery. No, it's there. It's like, so why did we stop and listen to her list all these other Vanderbuckles? My note for that section was Vanderblah. Yeah, pretty much. I was just hey. like, because I legitimately assumed the file was going to be there, and that we'd continue the mystery, and we would go to another location, and be this whole tracking the thing down, but I was like... Let's just stretch this out with not even a joke. It's like it just has all spice buckle. Then they don't yeah. end scene. He gets distracted with someone else's journal before they find hers, and then suddenly it's the next day. Yeah. What yeah. shit writing is this? Oh, it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> because, hey, this... We'll uh, get on with the questionnaire. <laughs> the moment yes. to me that stood out was this whole Bart is a sociopath story, mm. and, uh, like, it's just so fucking half-baked. Yeah. It was kind of a funny bit that Bart pulled out all the pages and then threw out the cover, but then that was the reason that Chief Wiggum thought he was a sociopath, and then Homer and Marge just immediately, like, Uh, oh, Bart's written in cursive. That's weird. Oh, well, that's definitely him. On paper from, like, the 1800s. (laughs) They could have, like, just had Ralph going home, being really upset. Mm. I mean, like, Bart showed us his journal, and he wants to kill people, and he's already hurt people. Like, that's fine. Like, that would have been more than Mm. enough. They didn't need to actually show the journal pages. Yeah, because then you have three adults who don't understand this could not possibly be his journal. I mean, they even read a little excerpt of it right where it mm. mentions like he pushed a vagabond under a trolley come on man like who, yeah whose writing is that yeah yeah like, that's right like, not only just cursive right like yeah. that's the least of the problems <laughs> hey Bart knows cursive he knows hell damn <laughs> <laughs> all right so play count how many times before today have you seen this episode i have not seen it before today neither like 79 79 <laughs> i'm going with none i'm sorry yeah never before and uh, never again. <laughs> I've seen it Vanda once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Vanda Buckley's a nun. There we go. <laughs> so how about some of the wacky parts of this episode? Oh, Groundskeeper Willie, Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> you had your moment. <laughs> <laughs> I had 
Homer just has open bottles and cans of beer in his jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like this is a visual joke that he's like, you know what's really <laughs> wacky about it is that Homer can afford a Burberry coat. Those things are fucking pricey. Mm. Hey, it's a fake, obviously. Anyway, Marge says, Homer, I've got to tell you something. You might want to have a drink. I'm already way ahead of you. And he pulls out the thing. And he goes, Bob, maybe it's Earth Bath or something. And he goes, oh, you might need a bigger drink. And he pulls out a bottle. But a bottle is 330 mils usually and a can is 375. So we should have done it the other way around. Jordan Maybe there was more left in the bottle than there was in the can. Quite possibly. But he pulled it out as if to say, like, oh, I need yeah. a bigger drink. Like, yeah, no, 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 fuck off. I think it was funny just to leave it, uh, you might need a drink eh, way ahead of you. I don't yeah. know, just left it as the, yeah. the line. Yeah. Mm. So what are some other wacky moments from this episode? Okay, Ralph's go-kart at the beginning is powered by potatoes, but it's just Hans Molman. Fucking hell. <laughs> Hans Molman <laughs> is a peanut. He is not <laughs> a potato. Looks like a potato, tastes like a peanut. And yeah. then Ralph's a real bitch to him he's like i told you i'm not a potato shut the fuck up hash brown yeah yeah that was rough yeah can't believe ralph dropped an f-bomb yeah (laughs) i mean danny cleaned that language up a little bit yeah sorry (laughs) shut the fuck up hash brown (laughs) (laughs) oh you are so the superior james old ralph (laughs) (laughs) james old ralph but yeah this whole opening bit with the car race as well and oh there's so much to hack out there yeah so this is like probably where a lot of the wackiness of this episode comes from the powered by prayer go-kart from rod and todd i almost liked but it it didn't work so it's not wacky but it had helen lovejoy there going oh this never works yeah see that's that's the problem like if it had just been sitting there i would have got a chuckle out of it yeah like because there was another one i liked with sherry and terry with the skipping rope and there's just like no physical way that works and So it's a funny visual to see. Yeah, I would have liked it if they'd lean into the wacky races element of it and had like really strange yeah. things instead of just <laughs> kind of. Yeah, exactly. That's a great Muttley. Yes. Yeah, I think it was weird for Helen to say that never works about prayer, yeah. considering you know her stance on religion. But yeah, that's fine. Whatever. What I didn't like, yeah, was the aftermath of the race. What, where everyone's piling on Lisa? Everyone is just talking shit and like. It's weird. They're making Ivy League jokes, which to anyone outside of American university culture, I think makes no sense. Like, oh, maybe you can get into Bates or something, which is like, yeah. okay, but cool. Like, I didn't mind everyone jumping in on Lisa. Like, that's not a bad plot point to be, you know, like, oh, she failed because she's a girl. Like, mm. that's fine as a plot point. But like you said, they took it to a really weird and specific place. They could have just had the kids going like... Oh, you tried your best, but you're a girl. Like you're never gonna like be as good as us or something. Yeah, like something r- basic. Someone just go racing as a man's game. You know. Like she didn't fail for any womanly reason, you know? Her sex didn't make her any any fa- Yeah, that like, was the yeah. point though. I know, mm. but like she was first the whole way until right at the end and then suddenly everyone's laughing at her. Well, maybe like it could have even been like a good natured thing from Homer to be like, It's all right, honey. Like science, car game. racing is hard for girls, you know? Yeah. Like Yeah. Something that was meant to be encouragement but was undermining her anyway. Yeah. Or like yeah. kid teasing, yeah. like regular kid teasing, not just, high level <laughs> university. Oh, these Ivy League mistakes you'll certainly make as you're a woman. My problem with this section though is that it was just character after character after yeah. character yeah. piling on. And it wasn't like it was just the other contestants. No, it None was of those fucking nerds were in everybody. The scene. 
the, the worst, I think, part was Martin, actually, because it, it felt like partially a dig at solar power, for one. But she said, I should have had charge. And he comes up and he says, oh, you skimped on the cadmium or something, like a girl. And you're mm. like, what the fuck, Martin? You could have just said superior, like, oh, well, you didn't and- use cadmium batteries. Is it a lithium or something? Like, why make it that joke? What's really dumb, though, is that before the race, Lisa's sitting there in a solar-powered car and Homer comes to wish her good luck and he blocks the sun. She's like, no, no, you can't get in my sunlight. It's going to destroy me completely. And then later on when it destroys her completely, she's surprised. Yeah. yeah. Like, How did this happen? I'm supposed to be prepared for every scenario. <laughs> yeah, except the one that I already mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like that Martin had a air-powered uh, car, but his tent said like mushroom power. Yep. That felt weird to me. Yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah bad staging. Right yeah, there. supposed to be an unrelated sign, I guess. But... I think all the tents were in the background because there was one that was like about petroleum or something, greening the Arctic as well. Yeah, <laughs> That's an all right joke. Yeah, actually. which had like a big like leaf sticking out of the iceberg and yeah. Oh, shit. That's um, dark. I was going to say the weird meta intermission where Homer goes, oh, it's time to break up the label maker and prints a short time later, dot, yeah. dot, dot. I liked that. I yeah, liked it was just that. weird. But it was okay. wacky. Yeah. I couldn't stand the tap dancing nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And then how, like the setup for it like ralphie it's time for tap class and now that way they can have wiggum do a bunch of tap dancing jokes like yeah yeah. exactly if they just kept it as oh it's time for daddy son tap class like that's fine one line joke but he kept going tap tap class tap class and shuffling away shuffling away like also he sounded like an impression of himself he was not on and he was way too slow and low that's the tempo. And uh, the other wacky part of the episode, I guess, Bart going to the insane asylum. What do you guys think of that? I mean, Bart getting into a bouncy house and then that bouncy house being trailed into an insane asylum where there were a row of other people who had brought their kids in via bouncy house. I didn't mind that. Actually, mm. like as a sort of a joke, if they had skipped all the middle parts, so Bart lies on his test, right? Mm. Really, he didn't have to lie. He's pretty sociopathic. But Bart lies on his test they get really nervous and so they you know let's have a birthday party honey you know like if they just cut out all that middle bit where he actually acts like a complete nutcase like that would have been fine because he would have just been i lied on my test and now you've instantly put me into an asylum and i'm feeling really shitty with you guys Mm -hmm. yeah well that was the thing he said he only had to change three answers the three answers that he said, I am a nutcase, I do like hurting people, I do get feel like hurting myself. Yeah. Surely those aren't those are not bad. Daniel's in the corner. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Nothing about that scene made sense. And then Bart went on to prove that he basically is a sociopath by just mistreating everyone completely. He wasn't even that mad about the test mm-hmm. like being given to him. Tell it, you sister. Know? Yeah. Sorry, I just had one more anal corner. Surely it was more time consuming and expensive to make a fake cake out of wood than it is to buy a real cake. Oh. Cakes are pretty pricey though. Yeah, but so is like decent balsa wood. Decent balsa wood? Then you go to ice. It doesn't need to be decent though. Yeah, Bart's not that smart. This is good plywood. It's fine. (laughs) The whole montage as well, a musical moment from this episode. This was set to the tune of Crazy Train by um, Ostrich Osborne. How original. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not your joke they're using crazy train yeah. Yeah. it's still a groovy 
song. So oh, yeah. I feel like it was just a song that had crazy in the title. Yeah. I mean, they even use the line where it's like, learn to love and forget to hate. That's yeah. not like sociopath <laughs> behavior. That was like the middle line of that verse. Mm-hmm. They often do this, yeah, where it feels like that they just opened like iTunes browser searching crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they should have used Nas Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> the best time that that song was ever used was in Megamind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yes. think the best time it was ever used was Daniel Rosewell's recital. It was pretty Aww. good. Suck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that was mad. And you and Hal and was Vernon on that one as well with the three guitars? And... Might have been, yeah. Yeah, that was sick. We'll have links in the comment section. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, during the montage scene, yeah, the thing with him acting up at dinner is sort of, okay, you get that. He's got something to gain from the situation to get ice cream. But yeah. Then the driving section where he smashes into Skinner's car and... Yeah, it was weird that Lisa was just fine with Bart driving. She she did go from a smile to like a confused and concerned face. She was blank. That was the thing. There was no thing, no scene where Marge and Homer explained to Lisa, look, we're trying to be really nice to Bart because we Mm. think he's a little crazy because she would be the one to understand it because she's the smart one. That would have even given like them a common, you know, dual story thing to be yeah. going from. That Lisa's trying to uh, vindicate—is that the word I'm looking for? Someone who yeah. history looks down upon versus her brother, who she might consider to be brilliant in his own way, but is being mislabeled as well. Just fucking missed opportunity, writer of Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sucked though that Marge and Homer think that their son is a sociopath. Don't try and get any help. They just go. We'll just let him do whatever he wants. Yeah. And then when yeah. they get what? tired of that, they yeah. just put him into a sane asylum. Isn't your first thing to call the hospital police? The something. Hospital police? Like, commit yeah. him immediately. Hospital or police. Whatever. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Not just let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, so the last bit of wacky I want to mention as well before we move on is this whole drone simulation thing. How do you mm-hmm. think I played out? Dumb as fuck. So overdone, man. Really dumb. Really uncomfortable yeah. as well. Like, I mean, I know they undermined it at the end, mm. but when they basically put the kids in the simulator, made them like shoot up a bunch of stuff, and then they were like, by the way, that was not a simulation. I'm like, did they just make Bart full on kill people? They totally yeah. did. Yeah, as soon as I saw those drones, I'm like, are they going to end his game this? They're going to end his yeah. game this. <laughs> I literally yeah, wrote down, did this. they just end his game this? <laughs> oh, I wrote, oh, they end his game this. <laughs> Go see end his game now in the bargain bin, I'm sure. In Probably. the library. <laughs> to the library. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? No. No, it was all taken up no. with whack. And at the end, again, it's like The Simpsons doesn't, care about its own show anymore this is all i feel when i watch the recent episodes like at the end where they all you know bart came home Mm. and hugged marge and homer and they were like fake crying they weren't even animating any tears you know i'm like yeah "Mm -hmm." and then lisa comes in crying for some reason yeah she was crying but she was like actually she should be really proud why is she crying i'm not sure then you got grandpa and you know i just saw maggie have a first strawberry oh my god because they wanted God. to do the hug. They, they wanted, wanted the, big, the hug hug, the big hug bit. Doesn't matter how we get there. Mm. And they did not earn the big hug. No, they it, did not. They earned nothing. Got to earn it. Marge was like, it's been such a big day. No, uh, what drew me crazy about that is uh, Bart comes home and he's like, oh, mom, dad, I'm not really crazy. I've just been being mean. And it's like, oh, everything's just like, they still think he's a psychopath. Yeah. They have yeah. no reason yeah. not to think right. that. Right. That was my point. They yeah. weren't contacted by the asylum to yes. let them know. There was no certificate saying, no, he's actually fine. There was nothing whatsoever. Yeah. It really just, seemed like he just broke out of asylum. Yeah. And they just flipped yeah. back immediately. Oh, we welcome you home, son, even though we days ago put you in an asylum because 
was scared of you. It was like he said, oh, I just made bad decisions. But yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you still only had to change three things on your test. You're still a pretty bad person. You still loaded a barbecue into a hammock like a slingshot and threw it at another and house. Cuabunga? That alone is worth incarceration. Cuabunga, <laughs> come on. So the other potential heart moment that I think I miffed in this episode was Lisa. Yeah, when she is vindicating the work of Amelia Vanderbuckle and she brings up the loom thing, like, it was fine enough, but it also felt, like, really clunky. Yeah. Like, then the way, like, she showed how it does math, she didn't show the audience that was the sum yeah. that she was feeding into the machine. Yeah, she just pushed cards into the slot and then was like, ah, oh, and it's got an answer. Yeah. This is a number now. And I also feel like the writers were still trying to basically undermine their own feminist like story there. Yeah. They were so busy animating everybody is super bored. Mm. You know? Oh, they kept cutting back to that four bored men yeah. every single time. And it was the same shot four times. It was times. really, really aggravating. Like it was just a disappointing episode. That's what I my last point that I've written down is depressing this whole episode is just really depressing because it shows how marge and homer have no idea how to look after bart mm -hmm. nobody gives a shit about lisa nobody yeah. gives a shit about women in springfield yeah. it's just a really sad episode yeah. i think it's brought us all down because we all came into yeah. this room like oh. <laughs> <laughs> this I think again the, the other like little bit of the whole calculum Excuse me. I just came up with that just then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that Congratulations. I still feel like it's a little it's... stitched together, but I like it. <laughs> hey. Was that I still think it's a bit shit that it had to be a loom. Yeah, I was gonna say that. It Sorry. had to be like a predominantly female thing. It couldn't be just she just created the world's first calculator, actually, like before any pre known nope. whatever. Mm. It Must has to be something that like the only thing else it could have been would have been like, you know, a steam powered dishwashing machine or For something real. like that. She you has know? a clothes iron that solves cancer or something. But you know what? <laughs> they could have set it up. If they wanted it to be a loom, that's actually not a horrible thing for her to have taken, you know, an object that as a woman she would have had to use in her daily life. Mm. And, it's and made you it could make into something you could make it. Yeah. Mm. And so if they had, for example, instead of turned her crazy, you know, because she beheaded somebody, like they just said she wanted to be an inventor, but her arranged marriage and her husband didn't let her go to university and the only thing she's ever invented was this failed whatever well, it was. No, it might have it be a failed loom and it's just they didn't know how it worked. Yeah. And they, they locked her up before she got a chance to explain what it did. She's like, no, the loom tells math. And, and then Lisa her found away. the little boards that go into yeah, it or something. Which was the yes. main thing. See, immediately better episode. Okay, well, actually I have a question about it, right? Because... She said, oh, you'll find my journal, which has oh, the thing, right? I hate that. Is it the fact that the journal shows the location of where the invention is hidden? Or this is how to build the invention? Was it already done? Like, they didn't explain It's a journal that. she wrote once she was already imprisoned in the asylum. She couldn't have built the loom in the asylum. Agreed. I and think then it was something that Lisa had where... to make. But I think that would have been better to say, like, they've stuck me in the laundry room or something like that. So I've created this. Yeah, so I had to apply equipment. from yeah. the stuff I had around. Oh. Yeah. Fucking half an hour of workshopping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With five unqualified idiots, <laughs> we've come up with hey, a I'm better a very qualified idiot. For an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Oak. Black so, books, guys. So ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. No. I thought when I first saw The Loom that it was almost they were doing Wanted, the movie, <laughs> no. with The Loom that can tell the future and who no. needs to get killed. That movie <laughs> sucks. Yeah. 
But no, no. So it felt- Simpsons. No. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is it felt closer to the movie Wanted. Yeah. I'd kind of like to say that it sort of almost did feel like a Simpsons episode. I don't think it felt like the Simpsons episode in any way, except it felt like they were going. They had ambitious. It was wearing a Simpsons you know? skin suit. Yeah, they were going for the big heist adventure mystery, the, the abandoned asylum, someone in the past with the mystery and the riddle mm. and yeah, the empowering yeah. feminist idea. All the pieces were there. But the problem is. Nobody, I think, acted the way they yeah. should have in those situations. Bart did not instantly team up with Lisa to help her solve her mystery. She ended up teaming up with Milhouse for yeah. God's sake, like for like two scenes. Homer and Marge were not Homer and Marge in relation no, to no. Bart at all. They reminded me of that episode where um they're frightened of Bart's mind powers. Mm-hmm. Bart is running the school and the home yep. and the yeah, Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Simpsons did it. <laughs> totally. I think this is another one of these examples like we found last time where it's like the characters are mostly themselves. It's just their motivations are so shit. Yeah. And the piling on the feminism thing doesn't pay off in the end. Mm-mm. They're just constantly undermining it themselves. No, no one kind of gets a comeuppance. And all of the kids, like Database, Martin and Ralph and the others, still probably hold those very anti women in STEM views and they don't learn any lesson at all. Yes, Mm. But it's weird because Database and Martin don't seem like those kind of people. No, they'd previously been been in the Super Friends with Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Did everyone else notice before Bart took the sociopath test, he tore the head off Barbie, stuck his tongue down the neck and then poured ants in the hole? Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. He also was sitting on his bed with three soft toys and like threatening them to talk or something. I can't remember what the scene oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was threatening. And, and this is one of the lines I hated. At one point he says, he's got the monkey and he's like, sit, sit on, on my, my banana. banana. Didn't like wow. that or what. That's a weird thing for a child to say. Yeah, not very uncomfortable. I think somebody needs to call docs. But like, yes or no, would you watch this again? No. <laughs> no, that's a no for me. The kids. loom says yeah. no. No. BT, what would you change? So many things. I think we've all covered it. We've already written the better episode. Changed Bart's whole thing. Like, I think there's an interesting idea there about them being concerned that he's a sociopath, but just the mishandling of that is disgusting. So, And more so for Lisa's whole storyline. I hate her, why she gets invested in this inventor, what her invention was, how it all unfolded. Keep it as that mystery. Keep it as a Bart-Lisa discovering stuff. Those are usually pretty fun, but just so much about this needs to be redone. There's the seed of something decent, but the flowers of shit. How about you, Jordan? I've got a good one. Okay, so... The label comes off the uh, the pudding can. The, <laughs> off Use the my pen knife, my mo- good man. Jet, jet bike, whatever, and my motocross motor. He sees sociopath. Instead of looking it up, he goes to Lisa and is like, "Lisa, what is a sociopath?" And she tells him, and like, "Oh, I want to get back at mum and dad so bad. I'm going to be like the most sociopathic I can. I need your help." And then they both help each other with their respective things so lisa is like yeah sure i mean like yeah i mean you, i know that you're not but mm. let's have a like play around with it and then bart still goes to go and help lisa but actually help her with her helping find the the lost thing oh okay i've got it both asylums are the same asylum or oh, the clue and the journal is in the asylum he needs to act oh. crazy and get committed in order to get in to get the asylum to get the journal from the asylum the so he has to be a sociopath he has to get diagnosed in order nice. to get the thing yep there you go i was gonna say something like Bart can't even get committed despite all the, you know, mean, twisted things he does, whereas this woman has had, you know, an invention once people didn't understand, they committed a bam. And then Bart calls, ah, sexism. 
<laughs> and then calling it by name makes it go away. <laughs> How about you, Claire? What would you like to change? I'd like to watch half an hour of Grandpa, like trying to feed strawberries to Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cute. But yeah. he has to cut them up first. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe that that's a thing for us now. I know. <laughs> that was part of the joke is that she's sucking on it like a pacifier. Oh, adorable. My <laughs> knee. Oh, cut the intro credits scenes yeah, out as well. Yeah, dragged on forever. The what? Homer making I'm like make loom, loom porn. porn. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. And yeah, that was all, like another ending after they already had yeah. like the Lisa Three displaying the, the loom in the museum and no one was paying attention to yeah. her. I really wanted him to, instead of doing loom porn, can't he do like the rest of us and just make it say boobs upside down? Yeah. yeah. Like that would have been... That would have been so one. much funnier. Because it's a pr- it's a, like a it's calculator. A calculator it's a yeah. Wait, oh yeah, he's trying to figure out which combination of numbers time multiplies to give no, five eight zero zero eight, and then yeah. he turns the loom upside down and boobies. Yeah, it's perfect. I guess one main thing that I can change is the couch gag, which was a kitchen table gag for some fucking reason. No yeah, couch in the strange. couch gag. What the fuck, Jordan? Do you have any other notes? Yeah, really quickly at the start, one of the carts is sponsored by Krusty Burger's new Sunchoke Burger. And it says underneath, we don't know what sunchokes are either. (laughs) Not bad, not bad. Yep. Bart says banana cabana, which I just like as a thing. Now, Ralph gets scared by the contents of the diary and he does the whole, what's a homeless guy? Unnecessary third bite. But then he says, Bart made sour juice come out of my front tail. Mm. Hated that. Hated it. Disgusting. How did I miss that? Oh my (laughs) God. Sour juice come out of my front tail. I know we all say that. Yeah. Um, and we all th- say it into the mic as well. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. <laughs> one thing I did actually like was a callback. Which came first, this one or the Margin Chronicles? I don't know. Okay, because Marge has the other volume of the Encyclopedia of Mother's Fears, which was also in the Margin Chronicles, except I think it was C to C in that one. This one was Salmonella to Squid Bites. Mm. Oh, because this was a joke I liked. So, yeah, it's like a mini callback in the HD era. Yeah. Claire, do you have any other notes? Two notes. What doesn't get you hot? Alcoholic stepfathers. Yeah. I did not like that joke wow. at all. Yeah. That had a really creepy second yeah. layer that I don't think was intended, but I do not like. Um, it sucks because this was a wow. kind of a good bit where they're like wow. so scared to enter the asylum and they're trying to find other ways. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there's already, already a bunch teenagers, of teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Were they saying Corky got molested by his stepfather? Maybe. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least abused. Jesus. Not good. And the only other thing that just really, really bugged me it was the Marge's over-explanation of sociopath. Like, it was a yeah. word that none of the audience who watched The Simpsons could ever have understood or heard of yeah. before. Yeah. Stop treating the audience like they're morons. Even though now anyone who watches The Simpsons, aside from us, probably is. They're not treating us like they're morons, though. It's just they're morons at this stage. Yeah, true. (laughs) We're not morons. You're morons. (laughs) They're just morons writing what they know. I almost feel bad for them at this stage. (laughs) They had to look it up. They were like, we need Bart to be like some sort of crazy person that doesn't even care. Is is there a word for that? (laughs) Is that even a thing? Like, hey, everyone, uh, how do you pronounce this word? Uh, I believe that's... (laughs) Okay, but I thought there'd be more ease. No, no, no. So time for my final notes. (laughs) It's gone. It's gone, man. It's time for my final notes. What's going on? He wants me to do a bit. Oh, and now it's time. What is now? It's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. Final notes. Thank you. So the other thing that bugged me about the Lisa story was the way it just sort of passed the baton from Bart to Millhouse. Mm-hmm. 
Marge just pushing, oh, play with Millhouse. And he's like, Kenichi wa? That was nasty. Uh, was that because before that he said, I want to yeah. see my grandpa's yeah. collection of Japanese yeah. whatever? Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then there's some joke about one of the Hardy boys being gay, which was very disappointing. Yes, yeah. agreed. As well, when they go to Knockers and the guy's like, oh, I'm ready to help you and do anything for you. And then all of a sudden, well, I'm very busy. you got to get out of here. And it's like, he's not involved in a cover-up or anything. I don't yeah. know why he well, had that turn. I think it was because he said, no, 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 that's where we go and rewash all and maybe... We rinse all the tomato sauce off our onion rings so we can reserve them. That's funny. But also, it was like, he was like, oh, do you need help finding your mom? What's her cup size? Oh, yeah. That's the only way I could possibly know my own employees. Fuck. And my final joke that I really hated was, all right, sociopaths, stand in uh, line in order of uh, your medications from Adderall to Zoloft. So was was Bart in the middle because he wasn't on anything? Isn't he on Ritalin? Focus in. Uh, He was in Focus in. He switched to Ritalin. Um, riddle out. Makes me riddling and puffing and so he does switch to riddling. Yeah. When he can't stop fiddling. Ah, that's right. It is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, eh, you give it participant. But for the good rankings, you got okay, bronze, good, silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm fucking failing this one. You know. Bravo. Bravo. Snaps for fails? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Beatniks. <laughs> Lousy beatniks. Yeah, look, I mean, there's so many times with failures, like, okay, you can change this and it'll be good. This, 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 this. But for the ones where I'm like, I'm at a loss. <laughs> like, mm. Jordan, what do you reckon? I was just thinking, if you ever decide, because, you know, HD is more often than not down the lower end of the scale, you can almost flip it around the other way and be like, for the worst of the very worst, <laughs> you give them a failure, uh, which I will also be giving. I think... When your plot premise is like, hey, what if we brag on women scientists like from the get-go? Someone should probably go, hey, no, no, do something a bit different. I mean, some of the things you can rescue and use, but that, get rid of that for the starters. So I I just don't think it was very good. And I didn't like it and it made me uncomfortable in a lot of ways. So yes, failure, please. Claire? Oh yeah, for sure, failure. They just fucked it every, like every <laughs> single plot line that they came up with all of which could have had from just an idea they could have built a couple of decent episodes but to rebuild this like you said you need to tear it down to the ground and start again because mm. every direction they took this in just made it worse how about you danny i'm gonna have to agree with jordan and with claire this is definitely a failure Not i'm <laughs> i'm i'm Why thinking about he? elliot's position piece of furniture to you i have to agree with you elliot Thanks, man. This is a failure. There are things that I think I want to change and would improve it. I, I really got taken with my idea of the asylum mm-hmm. break-in thing. Yeah, yeah. That was really um, good. But I think that by the time I turn this into an episode that I'd be happy with, it would no longer be the same episode. I don't like the motivation for chasing down the ancient scientist. I think it should be someone from Lisa's family tree. But all the females in her lineage are smart. They're already scientists and doctors and inventors. Yep. So it seems weird that she's like, oh, I've never heard of female scientists in Springfield. I think that could have been a way to tie it back in together. The War Games thing cut altogether. I don't know why they crammed that in because it didn't yeah. really add any point to it. It just kind of like had it existed. flashy effects for a second and then gone. I liked when Claire said we should go straight from the test to the committal. We don't have him be a psychopath for a while yeah. or a sociopath. I'm sorry. Lots and lots and lots of things that I want to change. And by the time that it's an episode that any of us are happy with, it's not the same episode anymore. Fail. 
All right, PT, finish it off. First of all, I'd like to point out that I noticed you changed bronze to okay. So, uh, <laughs> just saying. I see what you did there. Uh, I'll keep it succinct. It's boring and the jokes aren't funny. Fail. <laughs> All right, well, this will be a unanimous failure. So that means we're giving this episode the The Index Index Finger. And this will be joining other such season 27 unanimous failures like Love is in the N2O2ARCO2NEHECH4, which is like the Professor Frink love story. Yep. He's getting better at saying that. Thank you. You've done it a lot. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah some other quick fire unanimous failures future drama the italian bob that 90 show which we reviewed recently the devil wears nada lisa goes gaga homerland camp crustier frink gets testy which we did in mm. <laughs> episode 90 oh my god claire's just giving me the stinkiest stink eyes <laughs> there are some things you just can't take back Elliot. <laughs> and showing you guys frink gets testy was mm-hmm. one of them oh and also at long last leave which we reviewed in the 100th episode where the simpsons get kicked out of springfield uh, oh. mm-hmm. then springfield moves 10 meters down the road mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember it all too well. Now, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Oh, Dennis. Dennis the Wild Cloud Perkins. You always say Wild Cloud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take it again. Dennis the Wild Card Perkins. He gave this episode a B minus. Of course he did. (laughs) So this is like... Uh, bronze, maybe dull bronze on their scale. Mm-hmm. High ranking. Yeah. The bummer here is that there are enough clever, thoughtful details in these half stories that, no. given the time to breathe and develop, they could both could have been much more compelling episodes of The Simpsons. As it is here, Paz Glory goes out of its way to call attention to the slapdash way the episode is constructed, with all the Simpson family coming in for a big group hug, each rotely rattling off the reasons why they're so grateful to be back together. Like that hug, the episode itself ends in a big sloppy heap of unearned sentiment. It really Actually, sounds like he failed that episode. Yeah. I know, right? Like, that's not a bad review. Like, I, there's been previous times where Dennis and I needed to have words, mm-hmm. but... He is the wild card. I actually agree with what he said, but I don't agree with the ranking yeah, he got. Yes. Does he understand the alphabet? <laughs> Maybe it's Z down to A. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Which case, he hates and everything. for the worst, of the worst, we give them A's. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time to move on. Let's go to the teen era and find out what Bart's wants when we watch the Bart wants what it wants. Oh, my freaking God. Okay. <laughs> that was as smooth as smooth craft <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> as smooth as wild clod. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 13, Episode 11, The Bart Wants What It Wants. First released in February of Ought 2, it was directed by Michael Polcino, written by John Frink and Don Payne. In this episode, Bart meets Rania Wolfcastle's daughter, and she takes a shine to him, but he's not that interested. And then she goes for Millhouse on the rebound. Guys, what did you think? One bad. Got some chuckles. I sort of walked into it not liking it, but I walked out quite impressed, or at least happy with it. It is a very weird opening with a very hard right turn. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. we're being chased by the International Olympic Committee in a helicopter. Oh, crap. Oh, wait, no, there's a school fair. Yeah, that was odd. 
Did that come back at all? No. 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 Okay, good. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I missed something or not, but... Big tonal shift and no mm. real reason for it. This is an episode I've kind of been wanting to watch for a while unknowingly because it contains really? a quote that I'm like, I always say it. Well, let's get into that, Jordan. <laughs> for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that the, stands out to you? The quote that I'm referring to is... We play Uno, I chase you with hoes, no biggie. Like I always <laughs> have said, like I chase you with hoes, no biggie. And I'm like, what episode is that from? Yeah, I kind it, of ask people like, I don't know. I don't think that's from The Simpsons. I'm like, I'm sure it is. It's on your Tumblr profile, I'm pretty sure. You have a Tumblr? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm is like, the secret Tumblr profile? Did I set up okay. the Tumblr? Fuck it. Did I fuck up? You oh know, my God. No, no. You know what? I fucked up. I meant to say fucking. Tinder? That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I do play Uno, so and chase with hoes. Yeah, ladies, call in, ladies. No biggie. <laughs> How about you, Danny? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Look after the last episode with all the feminism. I think what really stood out to me was her shooting down Bart and just being like, "No, nah, I'm out of here." Mm. It was a woman acting with what's the word? Agency. Agency. It's a woman acting with agency, making her own choices of her own free will. Mm -hmm. She has didn't have a conversation with another woman about something that isn't a man. So she didn't pass the Nelson Big Del the Big Dell test. The Big Dale test. Del Taco <laughs> test. <laughs> let's let's go with that one. But I still thought that was a much more mature plot as a whole. Do you think that was just because she had two duds in a row? She got the duds. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's hard to do the sound of what that oh face is. Oh my god, is. all those faces just appeared around me. It was really creepy. You don't know what to look. We're talking about internet. Go up. You got the dud on YouTube. Oh. So yeah, you you liked Greta in this episode. I like Greta. I liked her sense of agency and individual personality. She liked Bart. Maybe that was a mistake, but she wasn't just an object of affection, a trophy. You know. Yeah. I was not a prize to be won. Mighty. I like that. Mm. Well, yeah, and that she shoots down Millhouse at the end as well sort of yeah. leans into that, you know. I thought Canada would save our relationship. It's a good line. How about you, Claire? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? The first joke that actually made me genuinely laugh was they get to the fair and Homer's like, oh my God, look what they have over there. And his hand gets slapped. It's like monkey's point. <laughs> monkeys cry <laughs> I just thought that was so cute and I really loved it yeah <laughs> monkeys point whores use rouge <laughs> <laughs> what am Ladies I supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> that's the cultural dichotomy of earth you're either a monkey or a whore <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do you do point or pinch <laughs> the unreasonable standards for women <laughs> I tell you I tell you how about you BT what's a moment from this episode stands out to you blah 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 I'm gonna take the other side of the coin from Danny and talk about Bart in this one specifically when he doesn't want Greta and then Lisa has that whole bit about no you don't want her back you just want her because someone else has her now it's just human mm. nature and does a really good example with look Maggie's not playing with this ball but if I take it away turns to Bart Bart's like give me the ball give me the ball yeah. Yeah. It's, a good, yeah. it's a good joke but it's also then you don't feel too bad for Bart because it's not like he is crazy in love with this girl he didn't realise it all along he's just a 10 year old kid who's now realised he can't have something so he wants it Yeah. and so yeah it gives him a reason to move on after the episode ends it yeah. means Greta yeah. isn't being too unforgiving for a guy who didn't understand what he was getting into. She does turn him back when he tries to make amends. So everyone gets to walk away being a good person in this one. Yeah. And they all learn something and they all drink lemonade. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's also Canadian because, lemonade. Yeah, because he almost doesn't... <laughs> That, that sounds like a euphemism <laughs> and a half. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I almost feel like they're both in the right 
almost in a way yeah. because she assumes that they're dating and I don't think Bart really knows no. that he's dating because he turns like what we're just really good friends and this oh, is man. great yeah. the part where she holds his hand and he's like what the heck are you doing that uh, is ridiculous it's really childlike though isn't it like, yeah. oh okay you want to do a thumb war like it's not that yeah. you know what are you, you doing like me? but she Holding goes with hand? that as well yeah, yeah she yeah. does it yeah, but like Bart is way too worldly wise to have no idea what a girl holding his hand is. No, I think it's just one of those dichotomies of when you're interested in someone, you pick up on every uh, little yeah. signal and yeah, make it to yeah. be what you want it to be. Mm. And when you're not interested, everything is just cool. Like everyone's like, this is normal. Friends are friends and everything's great. So I didn't mind any of that plot line. It was actually an incredibly good, like, love based plot line. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm a bit more mixed on this episode okay, oh, really? than you guys. Yeah, <gasps> I kind of thought that the love story was a bit half baked, and like the plot turns only really came when they were sort of telling you, the audience, this is the fact. Like Bart goes at some point, oh, we can just go back to being friends, and it's like, yeah. when was that ever what you want? Uh, anyway, it was what he thought was going on the entire time. Uh, okay, and then yeah, it took like someone else going like, she's really in love with you, and it's mm. like, oh, okay, yeah. He doesn't understand the kind of the emotion behind it because he's just sitting there really awkwardly when they break up and he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm. what do you want from me? I just wanted to be friends. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm going to say f- um, the moment from this episode that sticks out to me is the whole Canadian setting in the third act. You know, strange, man. They, that country change happened really late in the mm. episode. Well, I gotta say, this was like all my favorite material. I was very mixed on the first two acts, but I did like this last well, one. Because they played Rush the entire time. That was not Rush. Oh, really? That- Sounds a lot like oh. them, in my defense. Elliot's anal corner. <laughs> that was Take Off by Bob and Doug McKenzie featuring Getty Lee. Oh, uh, well, come on. Wait, Bob <laughs> and Doug McKenzie, like the comedy? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I love the Canadian <laughs> accents in this. I thought it was really cute. They're really leaning into the whole who. Yeah. <laughs> so cutesy in their Canadianisms. And the Canadian graffiti, obey the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Paramounty as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the obey the rules, he, he sprays it and then takes a moment to look at it. I really wanted him to go back and write, please, obey the rules. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love the... Or A. He'll <laughs> win her back, A, and B, we're closing in 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's an interesting story around this whole thing, though. Oh, tell us. Tell us, Daddy Elliot. <laughs> oh, oh no, take it back. Take it back. Way back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, quoting from Wikipedia as well. Donate today. Ah, uh, that's your Wikipedia impression. <laughs> do your Wikipedia accent. Now, we don't normally like to do this, but come on, think about how often you use Wikipedia and how often you buy coffee. Buy us a coffee. Anyway. It's pretty good. Because The Simpsons visit Toronto in this episode, the Fox Network decided to promote it as the episode's main focus, even though Canada is not even mentioned before the third act. To help promote the episode, Fox requested that the city of Toronto declare the day that the episode first aired to be The Simpsons Day in Canada. Oh, fuck off. What? And award the Simpson family a key to the city. Fox requested this. That's shit. Or we are the Fox Network, (laughs) and we will have our days and our keys. Capitulate. The word is capitulate. Yeah, did they cede to the demands? However. (laughs) Now we're getting into it. Fucking demanding a day. The request was turned down because the city does not allow for-profit companies to receive a key. Good. According to Al Jean, Fox's request upset Canada, and the sternly worded editorial in the Toronto Star criticised the network's ways of promoting the episode. Oh, do you have that editorial to oh, hand? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The rest of the episode is just us reading it out. Yeah. I just want to see how like it's probably really polite and nice, but just 
Sternly firm. worded yeah. for Canadians. <laughs> I just found that a very interesting story, especially, you know, teens to late Simpsons. It's like the episodes don't draw in the crowd themselves. Mm. They have to keep doing these big event things. Yeah, stunt yeah. bullshit. And yeah. this was before it even got really bad. You know, like this was not a bad episode and they were still having to push it so hard. It didn't feel like a Simpsons episode. Oops, sorry, I spoiled it. <laughs> well, let's get more into the questionnaire. Play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Maybe once, but I wouldn't bet my life savings on it. Oh. I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, I'd say I've had to have at least seen it a couple of times. I've seen it at least once, but I would bet Danny's life savings. I've seen it twice. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to get that life savings. <laughs> the house always wins, Peach. <laughs> well, give me the gold. Wackiness. What are some wacky parts from the episode that stood out to you guys? Well, I guess the Olympic chase. Yeah. yeah. Beginning. I'm going to say towards the end, I like, like and also wackiness of just Homer. Oh, I just give up. I'm going to take a nap. Just takes a nap right on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Lenny using the ab roller on his back so he developed massive abs and pecs <laughs> on yeah. his back. Yeah, i got to remember that for the gifable moments of this episode, definitely. And also, Lenny and Carl had a bit of fun wackiness where they like won microscopes at the fair. It's like, <laughs> we can use this to further our research. Yes, research. And then they <laughs> start <laughs> fencing with microscopes. Fucking perfect. I also like the Fabergé egg salad <laughs> and like the really fancy like truffle rice crispy yep. squares and stuff. Or the... Nelson bullying the butler. <laughs> Stop butlering yourself. A wood if I could, sir. <laughs> That was so weird. What's his name, the special guest, being like, oh, you can have M&Ms in your fucking Rice Krispies? Wolfgang Park, yeah. Fucking uh, hated this. Yeah, I why really was didn't he, like that bit. Why was he in this episode? And then he suddenly is in the Batmobile, the Puckmobile, I bet. And I was just like, oh, I bet the rest of the episode's about him and the Simpsons aren't in any of it. Oh, it would have been so bad. The Lara Flynn Boyle joke was pretty wacky. I fucking hated this too. Yeah. Haven't Family Guy done a Lara Flynn Boyle joke as well? Like yeah, how he yeah. used to rent to be, keep her warm or something? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. know what I did like? All the little Lord Fauntleroy bullies picking, yeah. on, picking on the girl. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you like bullies picking on a girl? Do you? Do you? Fancy bullies, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Retreat! To the Hamptons! And they're kind of yelling Trollala. Oh, shit. Oh, I really like the bumper car scene yeah? where everyone's just driving around like normally and Bart gets in going, oh, what is wrong with these people? And he actually just bumps somebody. The airbag goes off. The yeah. kid faints and the little ambulance yeah. comes out yeah. to get him. Paramedics load in the back of the you know ambulance. It's like, oh, good show. Good show. <laughs> I really liked him using the Mercedes symbol as the iron yeah. sights yeah. of like yeah. to go and steer into nice. the thing. It was really yeah. good. Oh, here's a wacky moment, but, you know, it was done on a film set, so you can assume there's some degree of yeah. special effects, but this looked like... You threw a, a bully into another bully. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, though, I would have totally watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called again? Undercover Nerd, yeah. Yeah, with Renya Wolfcastle playing Melvin Eugene Punimeyer. Yeah. Not bad. That's Not a bad. very nerdy name. Yeah. Uh, the last little wacky thing I had was... um. Canada has a museum that they've built themselves in Canada called Dodgers of Foreign Wars yeah. Museum. And I thought, yeah, it seems strange that Canada would build a museum for themselves to celebrate. Or call it Dodgers of Foreign Wars, not not getting involved in America's bullshit interventions kind of thing, you know? <laughs> All right, yeah. so anyway. how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? I felt the you know growing maturity of children through time. As they learn lessons, progress, you know, that sort of thing. 
It wasn't a really like heartfelt episode, but there are a lot of very cute moments like Lisa trying to guide Bart through what's happening to him. You know, he mm. rocks home late. It's like, she called, you know, she's in love with you. That was great. And yeah. then trying to explain, like sitting him down and going, you only want her because somebody else has her. And it was just a really nice, like, you know, even though she's the little sister, she's teaching him mm. all the time about things. And yeah, I quite he, like that. He comes yeah. home and her hair's in curl. It's like yes. Greta cold. <laughs> oh, exactly. what a shot. Apparently and then Homer comes sick. in afterwards. And where were you? <laughs> and what time do you call this? <laughs> Cockfight. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? Cockfight. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry, yeah. that was just yeah. sounded funny the way that rolled out. He, there. Uh, yeah, it's time to cockfight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, no, lost it. Never mind. Ah! Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just felt like there were some sort of forced stakes in this as well. Especially where, like, Bart stood her up to go heckle Seymour. Yeah, who that was, was doing a golden s- opportunity, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't like the stand-up scenes. I think they were just a little laboured. Yeah, I didn't like the stand-up scenes, but I like the, now, Willie, I have, I'm have. i going to go do my first stand-up at yeah. whatever bar. I'll give you directions from the from Simpsons, the Simpsons house. House. Yeah. I like that setup. I didn't like the actual yeah, material like, when they got there. I hope the audience is kind because my material is lacklustre and I have that bladder thing. Oh, so that... That was another example of like, oh, that is weak. Like, I thought that they had it with the Simpsons there, but I mean, if you guys ent- were entertained. Uh, <laughs> well, look at ca- Captain Oliver <laughs> now over here. I, I suppose if you were entertained, it'll be enough for the masses. <laughs> I think one more heart moment, though, was Rainier Wolfcastle, like, comforting um, that was, his yeah. daughter. That was really Let cute. Let my muscles hug you. Yeah, he's like, this is normally the time in the movie where I would go berserk. He's like, it's not a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's genuinely like, oh, poor I was ex- thing. I was expecting his muscles to do that thing oh, that we they know can, that yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. They we know his muscles sound them. like that. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I actually thought like Seymour Skinner. I didn't think his stand-up was very funny. That was the point of his stand-up, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But. I thought that was a bit of a hard moment when they're like, why do you suck so much? And his own mom is like, you're the shit, Skinner. No, not you're the shit. You you're- <laughs> you are shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're shit, Skinner. And he's like, it's just my lack of confidence. I'm oh, so sorry. Especially because Edna Kay is in the front yeah. row of the audience. Yeah. And you're like, poor Skinner. Dude, oh, they're still together at and this point as yeah. well. Like, he's like awkwardly smiling and pulling at his collar and sweating and shit. You, you really sympathize with Skinner, don't you? <laughs> like there is some part of you that's like, that's a little Skinner inside of me. There's a little Skinner in all of us. But, I mean, in a story about the heart, you know, how did you think it all played out with Bart and Greta and that whole thing? Because they're effectively doing a story we've done before with, like, Bart's girlfriend or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The fact that we're getting something different where he's just oblivious. Yeah, I mean, it's not an amazing story, but it's coherent. It's competent. You yeah. kind of do feel for Greta because she is yeah. obviously really into him. Yeah. I mean, and I he think doesn't understand. You as an audience can pick that up immediately. Yeah. I like what you said before, where it's like there's no effective person who's right or bad guy in this one because he's just oblivious and she's read a bit too much into this. Mm. And neither of them are wrong. I also like that the reaction with her, like, yeah, she cries and everything, but there's nothing really... Yeah, there's there's no no, pining. And and she's not dating Milhouse just to get back at him. Like, she never says that. Mm. Yeah. So it's implied, like, because the boys are just fighting with each other. But... She's not a bad person. She doesn't do anything shitty. You know, Milhouse isn't really even doing anything shitty. Yeah, like, he doesn't well, quite get it either. Yeah, yeah. And you see them on dates as well, and they look like they're having fun. Like, mm. they're at the beach, they're getting their caricature done and everything. Like, they seem like they're genuinely enjoying I did each like other's the, company. Uh, they're getting the caricature done. It switches over to Bart hiding, and the guy's drawing his caricature. Yeah, like, yeah. behind the beard. Good yeah. little, quick little reference. But, yeah, uh, like, 
fuck me dead, I'd never want to hear Milhouse say was up again. <laughs> like, I know it's the point. It's meant to be he's saying something nerdy and outdated, but, oh, man, it just oh. doesn't work Matt, for me anymore. You you better not watch any later episodes of The Simpsons because I'm pretty sure he, he says it a couple oh, more times. <laughs> it became like a catchphrase for him yeah. in the teens. Oh. Like, we've seen him do this, like, what, five times now? But we know radical is his catchphrase. That's his thing he <laughs> likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just wish with the love story, though, that we saw a bit more of Homer and Renier's blossoming friendship. That, was, that had some more potential, yeah. Like, I wish actually Greta and Bart's breakup was hard on Homer and him. That would have been pretty good. Although, did they have fun? Because at one point he sends in his stunt double. Yeah. yeah. To hang out with them instead. Homer was having fun. And there was also that scene at the basketball where he's just like, thanks for getting his front row tickets. Like, oh, I just want to make my daughter happy and you eat the pretzels that I drop on the floor. Like, I think it was a very one-sided friendship. Yeah, probably. But anyway, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, I mean, not an essential core episode or anything like that, but it was still, you know, characters were themselves. Yep. Yeah, it has a bunch of throwing all the gags you can think of around school fair at the start mm-hmm. and then, you know, do a different plot. Oh, yeah, which incidentally, we know we currently have a bouncy house uh, playlist. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have another playlist Unintentional as well. Unintentional theme. So that, that's the other weird thing, because Americans call it a moon bounce. We call it, yeah, either bounce house or a jumping castle. Yeah. Jumping castle, for sure. Definitely a jumping castle. I think and bounce house is American as well. Yeah. yeah. And also um, shitty college jokes as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. I'll never be a Gamecock. You're going to South Carolina. Yeah. The it, worst of the Carolinas. I felt so <laughs> sorry for Lisa then. Although, from that scene, actually, I really liked Skinner stealing all the stuff from the rich school. Like, yeah, yeah this is a grant really? and, like, broke through the that window. That's so out of character to me. I hated this. No way, because he's, like, he's always pinching things. He stole petrol from one of the other buses, like, in one of the early yeah. seasons and stuff. That's not it, beyond When it him. comes to the school, he will lie, cheat, and steal. I don't know, but just an outright B&E, like, he, yeah. that doesn't <laughs> seem like his style. Where do you think all the fans the equipment for this room came from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you remember buying it. You remembered wrong. I thought by B and E you meant Ben and Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's what you tell nice. and that's what you tell the police, remember? <laughs> the thing that did feel like Skinner was when Lisa is looking in like, oh my god, the periodic table of elements is 250 things. And he goes, Yeah, doesn't it just honk you off? Like, yeah. That's such a Skinner thing to say. Yeah. Honk. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I've got no real problem with the character integrity of this episode all up, though. Like, it is a very Bart thing, I'll mm. admit that, that to be so oblivious and then thinking they could just go on with a friendship and then to get jealous afterwards. The episode did start with Homer having stolen the Olympic torch yeah. and being in a drive-away getaway chase from a helicopter that was shooting at them, I think, and Marge being like, oh, he does this every four years for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll teach them to preempt my shows. <laughs> Funny. Dad, your favorite shows will be coming right back after this cartoon. And for them just to go, look, hey, a, hey, a fair. Like, I'm yeah. bored. Why not hey, just... a fair. I feel like that was almost intentional with the way... Look, we're changing yeah. subject completely now. Yeah. yeah. Was it Homer that said, I'm bored, before he said, look, a fair? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That was the writers saying, we're bored. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's kind of one of my problems with this episode. Even though I liked some of the gags from the fair and from Canada, it just felt like two sketch shows bookending this half-baked love yeah, story. Yeah, that's true. In my opinion. Uh, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. Non-committed, yeah. I don't, but, you know, if you guys want to watch it again, I you're going to put it in a playlist. I don't. <laughs> would you watch this again? I don't. <laughs> would you want to? 
Would you want this again? So, to watch this again? So, I don't want to. Fuck all of y'all. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> feel better now. I feel better now. Who's telling your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> so, going to watch it again. Going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this belong in? <laughs> uh, shitty college jokes. Yeah. Bart relationships. Moon bounce. Mm. Bouncing. Bounce houses. Uh, bands that aren't Rush. <laughs> with members of Rush in them. Yep. Well, that's getting specific. Um, McBain. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Rainier Wolfcastle's other movies where he's not McBain. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's Sergeant Murder. <laughs> Simpsons go to because it technically is. Yeah. yeah. Yep, they do. They go to Canada. This is the first of three times they visit. Really? The um, Mapled Isle. <laughs> The maple dials. <laughs> the old maple polar bear. Is they, that what you call yourselves, Canada? Right in. They go back to Canada in season 16's Midnight RX when they're smuggling in cheap drugs from over the border. Yep. And they also go back for the Winter Olympics when Homer and Marge become an Olympic curling team. Well, yeah, that one. You liked that one, didn't you? I love that one. Yeah. So, BT, what would you change? I hadn't thought about this at all. Um, some things, I suppose. I'd, yeah, yeah. Good it's one of the ones where there's not, there's nothing like horribly wrong mm. with it, mm. and so there's not a massive plot point I want to change. It'd just be little bits and pieces here and there, little tweaks, little extra laughters. I would make it way funnier. Nice, <laughs> good idea. Yeah, actually. like I just a hundred and twenty percent funnier with like jokes and gags. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's what I would do to change it. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, funny stuff. I'd also <laughs> like put a vampire in the background. <laughs> just always, just the Montreal vampire. How about you, Danny? What would you like to change? I would definitely scrap the Olympics at the start. I probably would scrap the school as a place for them to meet. The school fair seems just like a time filler. I'd find some other way to kind of have introduce her and probably McBain. I'm not sure what I want exactly, but I want something. How about you, Claire? What would you like to change? There's nothing like significantly wrong with it. There's a few jokes that you could admit, like the Olympics part was pretty much unnecessary entirely. And yeah, you could have expanded maybe a bit more on the relationship between Greta and Bart or Milhouse and Greta, like put yeah. more into that to like make it a little bit more emotional, I suppose, a little bit more high stakes. But it's just a nice, pleasant, average filler episode of mm. The Simpsons. Nothing wrong with it, but again, not one of the top ones. So I'm fine yeah, with the way I it can't is. Feel on it, yeah. How about you, Jordan? What would you like to change? It's hard to think about. Yeah, you're right. It is fairly plain. The only thing I was thinking of was maybe like the breaking point in Bart and Greta's relationship being, hey, my dad's filming me in Canada, make it school holidays or something. Do you want to come with me? And so they get to Canada earlier. But takes Millhouse with him as well because she mm. thought it was going to be like, hey, a nice like dating getaway or whatever. And instead, he brings Millhouse, and that kind of drives them apart or something. I don't really know how it would work properly. I think the fact that they do shove all the Canadian stuff in at the end after doing it at the start, like we said, makes it seem weird. But if it had been halfway through or like a bit earlier yeah. in the episode, yeah. it might have been a bit more organic. Yeah. Actually, that brings up the one plot point that I think was kind of unnecessary was the whole fact that he bailed on the dance, but there was no real consequences of yeah. that. Yes. So, you know, he bailed on the dance. He comes home late and Greta's there because she's brought him over something because he said he was sick, you know, yeah, and she wanted to make him go. feel better. Nice. Then everything comes to a head nice and quick. Mm. We don't need the extra ice cream scene. We have a reason for him to bail on the dance and get consequences for doing mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. And that would just tie things in a little bit neater. And also maybe Bart would learn a bit more of a lesson as well. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the thing of, it's not just that he was oblivious. He also lied to her as well. Exactly. Mm. 
Uh, look, what I'd change about this episode. Look, going through this, it's like, I think each scene actually does have something I like and some stuff that I don't like. So I kind of wish, yeah, Canada maybe came up in the episode earlier. Even if Bart's sort of going along with the dating and they're like, oh, we want to bring you and your family to Canada with me. I couldn't stand being apart from you. And like Bart sneaks in Millhouse as well to sort of break that up. And that's when all that stuff is playing out. Oh, you're like, Greta's nice, but she's kind of boring. Millhouse, can you come along with me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, or that Millhouse actually proves himself a little more adept at understanding women. I mean, he's still a bit of a pest and a creep, mm. but the fact that maybe like Greta starts seeing Millhouse as more more viable option and that how I feel it... like they could have gone with the triangle thing where like Millhouse likes her and her she likes Bart and Bart likes Millhouse. Mm. Nobody likes Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been done, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty over love triangles as a plot point in anything, not just yeah. The Simpsons, but in literally anything. So I'm really happy when they avoid that, even though this could have easily been a love triangle. And there have been plenty of times where Bart and Milhouse have fallen for the same girl. Mm -hmm. So I liked that the plot avoided that quite nicely. And they, they did fight at the end, but it wasn't because of anything that she did or anything that anyone was really doing wrong. It was just a little scuffle. Mm. Yeah. Guest stars of the episode. We oh, already mentioned yeah. Wolfgang Park. Who played Greta? Don't know. Angus Young. Someone old. Greg Probably Lee. a girl. Probably a girl, yes. Yes, Claire's on the right track. Yes! Damn, you're good at this. She does have a boy's name, though. Cameron Diaz. Oh, uh, wait, I don't think nice. I don't know. Jesse Owens. Billy, Billy. Billy what? Idol. <laughs> Jesse Owens. <laughs> 1932 Olympic <laughs> champion, Jesse Owens. All right. Taylor Swift. No, nope, she has a boy's name, and she also has a bit of cutlery. Oh, Reese with a spoon. Yes. Hey. <laughs> what about Reese without a spoon? Bob knife, did you say? I love that movie. Johnny Fork. <laughs> oh, shit. And okay. the Oscar goes to <laughs> Bob knife. I'd like oh, to oh. thank everyone. George Cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did a fine job. Yeah, I think the problem is with actors who are not professional voice actors she didn't do like a really good like kids voice so it yeah. still sounded sound like, like normal people yeah. adult like cartoon people <laughs> yeah but i think that this is more of a simpsons issue and a direction issue than it is a voice actor issue because i feel like the longer the simpsons ran on the more the kids became teenagers and then the kids became mm. young adults and they stopped behaving like children yeah, yeah. the reason i say that is because Apart from the main cast, like Meryl Streep has still been one of the best mm -hmm. ever to do like a proper kid's voice. And all the rest, it's like you see like Paul Rudd or the others like, why is this weird old teenager hanging mm. out and pretending to be a 12 year old? It's really oh, strange. kids. Yeah, like they have an episode with Zach Galifianakis oh, later no. in the HD era. And it's just like, he's not even trying. It's just like, that's an adult in a kid drawing. Like, mm -hmm. it's weird. All right. Final stretch. Danny, do you have any other notes? Yeah. I quite liked that the director's commentary for Itchy and Scratchy was Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. That was really cute. I think it's yeah. interesting, and I don't know if other people actually do it, with director's commentaries ever have a PNP where you actually see the directors talking? Must have been done sometimes, but I'm assuming it got cut because you don't need it. Okay. It was an old feature yeah. in a lot of early DVDs because, like, I mean, that was the thing with DVD. You could do all these things and, like, you could usually access it with the angle button. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, oh, much okay. like showing alternate angles with the DVD, they just stopped doing that because people never used it. Yeah, that's fair. How about you, Jordan? Any other notes? Um, got a couple of anal corners real quick. Couple, couple of anal corners! corners! Real quick. 
at the very start, when Homer, like, because you can see the bunnies on the road and you're like, there's going to be a car coming over yep. that hill very soon. Only Homer is in the car in that first shot when he ramps the thing. But then obviously the whole family is in there. Mm. Well, they got uh, teleported down from the Star Trek Enterprise. Yep. Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. Star Trek Enterprise. Yes, that's the one. Mm. Homer bids for an item on behalf of Flanders to screw him for $50. Turns out to be a $100 bill. Yep. The person hands it to Ned, but it clearly says $50 on the yeah. note. Oh, yeah, maybe they does. already took the yeah. payment. But that it said you're bidding on a $100 yeah. bill. If you bought a $100 bill and they gave you a 50 that's not giving you the item you just bought. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfair. Ooh, true. Yeah. How do you thumb wall with opposing hands? I don't know. Let's try it right now. Okay. See? And that's the <laughs> doesn't anim- make sense. And that's the animation problem that they had cuz yeah. one of their hands was curled up and the other one was just like hovering on the outside. Yeah. This was not a fair thumb war. No, it's I've got very to go back and re- unreal. Oh, when when is war ever fair? <laughs> yeah, it's true. They say when they go to Undercover Nerd and they drop off the tram and go into it says closed set, but the door is clearly open. Terrible. <laughs> so the set is closed, but the door is open. Yeah, man. but it's you close set. You've got to have like all the light and the sound taken care of. It's that, Canadian closed. That's it's always true. open. <laughs> um, last thing was when they roll onto the curling rink. They say, "Oh, we've got a couple of Yankee blah 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 something. They're doodling the way over there." Had they know? <laughs> had they know they were American? They were fighting. Oh yeah, Canadians oh, would be fighting. Good Woo! answer. Great, great answer. All right, that's all my anal corners. Um, <laughs> that's all the anal corners! All the anal corners! How about you, BT? Any other notes? Just two. Homer's advice on girls is don't give them nicknames like Dumbo or Boxcar and <laughs> always get receipts. You look professional oh, that way. <laughs> I thought it was Jumbo. <laughs> oh, they're both pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. don't do that just, either. I like Boxcar. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is a uh, great little palport of the Arnold Schwarzenegger eyes. Remember when I said I'd eat you last? Oh, yeah. I lied. <laughs> oh, eat I the love pie. that. That's funny because, so yeah. He's eating his dessert before his dinner. That's a funny setup. That's commando, isn't it? It's time for my final notes. (gasps) What are you going to tell us, Elliot? (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving a sin for the no cliche at the start with the Olympic helicopter. You've really got to sell your no. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you get your next job. Yeah. I like how the, I don't know, lady at the private school or whatever is giving the tour is like, oh, and this is where Calling All Coeds was filmed. Like, oh, is that where Boozer peed in the fountain? Yes, one of the places. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Good joke. Weird joke from Skinner. Welcome to Dick Cheney's America. Oh, yeah, that was pretty dark, wasn't it? Bleak. Apparently this was actually changed from Welcome to George W. Bush's America. Wow. Well, why, yeah, because it really it? was Dick, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's time to ram a lamb, these ding-dongs. <laughs> pretty good. Lisa really knows her sausages. Yeah, for a vegetarian. Yeah. You gotta know your enemy. Especially since Marge already admitted that she doesn't know what offals ended up in what, you know, <laughs> intestinal, intestinal casing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're basically just miscellaneous at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. I'm assuming your next line quote is the Oh, I see your daughter is one of those whale kissing oh my one God, of her that was moon great. maidens. <laughs> whale kissing moon maiden. Yeah. Yep. I hate it at the bar where Mo goes, people tell me I can do a good Macaulay Culkin, and then it just like ah, stops yeah. on his face for like 14 seconds too long. Agreed. Mm. I timed it. Yes. It went for 14 seconds. Too long. Again, with the stand-up bit, they kept interjecting with the Seinfeld baseline for some reason, yeah. or like a weird yep. palport. They went a bit heavy on that. Yeah, I thought that was a bit on the nose. 
I really hated the Wiggum and Lou breakup scene in the yeah. ice cream parlor. And I liked how it started. It's just they dragged yeah, it out for say, so long. I do like, because it goes from, oh, there are a lot of breakups happening here. It's like, why are you quitting the force? Yeah. But then it went, it's because I'm fat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, that's oh, where it went wrong. Yeah, yeah I agree. It felt like that setup was going to go to like a few different breakups, and I would have liked to seen like a yeah. trio of breakup gags there. Yeah, just really short, quick. You know, why are you quitting the force? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of like the joke about Homer. Don't run out in the streets. Okay, they got free healthcare here. He gets hit. I'm rich. It was just a nice scene transition. I thought. Yeah, oh, like zooming into his pupil. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not rich. He's just covered. Yeah, that's America doesn't <laughs> understand like healthcare. Yeah. yeah. They just don't. Yeah, well, I mean, because I feel like that's the joke that, yeah, an American's perception of Canadian healthcare is like, oh, now you've just taken this person that can't stand on their own two feet yeah. and you've given them a million dollars. Yeah, it's not like America where you just get to sue a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. You just get mm. taken care of. And then you also- don't need to sue. Americans, GoFundMe is like your biggest insurance provider. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, get your shit together. Yeah, what was it? Um, JTE was on there recently. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's shit. right. Yeah, yeah. Previous guests as well. They, I was going to mention in the podcast, but they met their goal. So yeah, no, I, I contributed. So. Oh, good on you, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. JTE got in an unfortunate motorcycle accident, needed like some serious mouth surgery, and they had to yeah reach out to GoFundMe to yeah. help them out. Yeah, with that's this. crazy because so there much. are two people who work full time and they yeah. still can't afford health cover. Your system is fucked. Fucking oath. And my final note is I didn't like the basketball scene either. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you nearly made it, eh? We've dragged this bit out a bit now, haven't we? Who can we? be our starting point guard? Because Canadians are bad at basketball. Eh? The, ha, ha, the, ha. the bit of shitting on Canadians that I kind of liked was when he's like, hey, we're closing in five minutes. Like, oh, would a single US dollar change your mind? He goes, American currency. When would you like your breakfast, sir? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't bad. All right, it's time to rank this thing. BT. Yeah, look, it's not a stellar episode, but I have a good enough time. So that's good enough for a bronze. It All is right. okay. How about you, Claire? Okay, I haven't really decided because I was actually thinking maybe a silver, but I think it's just too bland to be a silver. But at the same time, there's nothing I didn't like about it. Mm -hmm. Can you come back to me? (laughs) How about you, Jordan? I was thinking about other things I've rated bronze, and I think I like this a little more than most of those. So I I think I would give it a silver. It's also just because I guess maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia and finally remembering, oh, this is that episode of the quote I like. So... I'm happy with the silver. It's it's kind of in the middle. It's not excellent, but I don't think it's just okay. I, I like it a little more than that. So silver. How about you, Danny? I'm somewhere between bronze and silver. I kind of like what they did with the episode. It had feelings and hearts, sort of. I felt like Bart not objectifying a girl and not understanding relationships and feeling like he grows. You know, it felt like an episode with at least the illusion of depth. Mm. I remember walking away from it being kind of happy, but I remember at the start of it, I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, bronze. That's that's the not the noise of silver. <laughs> Claire, I think I'm just in a good mood, so I'll give it a silver. Wow. Maybe like if I watched it in a worse mm-hmm. mood, I'd give it a bronze. I think that's literally the tipping point. It's just my own personal feelings. All right, sorry, Danny, just... kick her in the shins. She can watch it again. Yep. Now I was thinking of the deciding vote. Ooh. And then you give me like a really nice coffee, but let it go lukewarm, and I watch it a third time, and we take an average. <laughs> Um, I'm going participant. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, like, I'll admit it's on the border. I liked a lot of jokes in this, and I certainly liked it a lot more than a lot of things that I've ranked participant. But, yeah, I just I don't, don't have a lot of love for this one, and I don't really want to watch it again. Like, mm, all right, this will average out into being a shiny bronze. This will be joining another shiny bronze from season 13, Sweets and Sour Marge, 
which we reviewed a while ago. That's when Marge tries to have Sugar Band. Yeah, I feel roughly about the same on this one, actually. Special Edna, which we reviewed last week in our old Skinner and Krabuffle special. Mm -hmm. And some other shiny bronzes. What have we got here? No Loan Again, naturally, when Ned Flanders buys the Simpson home and he Mm -hmm. becomes their landlord. Yeah. I like that episode. Saga mm. of Carl, when we find out oh, yeah. uh, some stuff about Carl's origins. The epic fail, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was another one where the losers wrote the history where they were the losers. Mm. They wrote the story where it turns out they were the bad guys who were cowardly, but they wrote the story about how cowardly they were in the history books. Yeah. Because you were talking about how the Canadian Museum wouldn't have a right. yeah, yeah, cowardly yeah. Canadian museum. And also it'll be joining Springfield Splendor, which is a season 29 episode I quite liked. Barthood, which we reviewed all the way back in oh. episode one. Oh, I was back there the other day. We were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we were so drunk. And also a couple of classic era episodes, Simpson Tide and Natural Born Kisses. Mm. So we hit another interesting m- milestone today. Ooh. Well, what's that? See, BT, Jordan, and Danny, this is a milestone you've all already hit before. Uh-huh. Now, Claire, you have... She's listening. <laughs> after today... You won a car! Yay! <laughs> we can't back that up. I can't drive. Check under your seat. <laughs> so, you have now reviewed at least one episode from every season, from seasons one to 29, uh, 29 now. Oh, yay! 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 <laughs> It only took me two years and a bit. (laughs) Well, to be honest, like, you've actually doubled up on a lot of seasons by now. I actually just didn't notice until the other day I was doing some inventory. I was like, oh, you haven't done season 27 or 13 yet. That's okay. I know I'm your favorite and you give me all the good seasons. Mm. Uh, That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So well done for that. None of that HD rubbish for Claire. Far too much of it. All right, guys, it is time to go to the classic era. Yay. <sighs> now, I know I say SideQuest Studios, but what you might not know, listener, that half of this studio was converted from a... Music studio? Garage? That's House. a pretty fancy word. Oh. <laughs> hey, I love it. Yay. We'll be reviewing the He's spring. He's great. He's great at this. We'll be reviewing the Springfield Connection. We'll be right back. Hey. And we are back, and we just watched our final classic episode for the evening. And this was season six, episode twenty-three, the Springfield Connection. First released in May of '95, directed by Mark Kirtland, written by John Collier. In this episode, you all know this one. This is the one where Marge becomes a cop. Guys, what'd you think? This is Smashing. fucking sick. Smashing. It's a really good episode. Yeah. One of my favorite Marge episodes. Yeah. And just, I want to peel this band-aid right off. Way to, like, make comments on fucking sexism in society way more eloquently than the first episode we watched today. And the second one. And not undermining your own message, you know? Mm. Like, it was pointed out, but Marge stood up for herself. She fought for what she wanted, and most people actually backed her. Homer was being a bit of a dick, but, like, even he kind of learned a lesson as well, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Everyone grew. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not... It kind of showed Marge just like putting up with it, which is a yeah. lot of kind of yeah. like powerful women have to do essentially mm-hmm. fighting the the patriarchy. Yeah, like when a man going, go- "Oh, honey, please," like you Ooh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. All right, let's get into it. How about we we'll start with you, Claire? For better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Oh, oh, oh! I know. Like, how do you choose? So right. I have to pick one. 
uh, I really like when they're doing the police officer training, you know, like, it, mm. you know, it takes more than one day to become a cop. It's a full weekend of training. <laughs> and that one guy is like, who cares about the badge? Give me my freaking gun. Hey, 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 I told you, you don't get your gun until you tell me your name. <laughs> I've had it up to here with your rules. <laughs> I love it. I just love yeah. it because it's those little, like, quiet pot shots that yeah. the Simpsons mm. used to take without pointing at it. Mm. You know, like... It's shitting all over America's gun laws. Like, all he had to do was give his name, and he's clearly <laughs> insane, and Wigan would have given him a gun. And cops as well, yeah. Oh, this ain't that easy. A full weekend, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's not pointed at, it's not made a big deal of, mm -hmm. and it's not undermined by them backing out of their own joke yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But how mm -hmm. about you, Danny? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Oh, um, okay. Probably the big one that stands out is when she walks into the police station and says, I'd like to be a police officer. And the patriarchy is just like, I can keep on going for a while. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Welcome it does aboard. go for like 20 seconds. It goes seconds. on and on. And then there's just the flat deadpan. Welcome, Welcome aboard. aboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really like because for a while you feel like it's going to be, uh, they're going to be like punching down kind of thing. Yeah. And then it's like, no, they just laugh at it and then they're over it immediately. Welcome aboard. Yeah, so they get to have the cake and eat it yeah, too, you know? because the cops themselves don't really give Marge a hard time at all. No. no. Up. You do have that quick line of women can not ever handle the wall. Never seem to find a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I just my... like that because even that joke, it's not a punching down joke yeah. in the sense that you know, she's actually doing what you would yeah. expect to do in difficult well, training, you know? So yeah. with a little bit later on the shooting range, Mr. Baby, Mr. Blind Man. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the wall door. Like, it is just so surreal as well. Like, why do they have door training? In this? Yeah. Like, it's excellent. But yeah, that laughing bit as well. Like, I think it's also sold again at the end when they do it again when she quits. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's shot in a classic way that is demeaning and belittling yeah. and... It gets to have that response and that sort of instantly you associate with how small Marge must feel, mm. says a white man. But, but, what, but, what I like about it, though, is that it does cut back to her and she's not frowning and going like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. She's just she doesn't like, chicken out. She's she pleasant. It out. Just she's just smiling, <laughs> kind of gently going, yep, whenever you're done. And yeah. then, yeah. Yep. There's a ha Sorry to see you go. Yeah. yeah. And that's nice as well, yeah, but they're like, oh, sorry to lose you, Simpsons. It's, it's, like <laughs> it's a great way to get out of, to reset to zero as yeah. well. Yeah. Jordan, so how about you? For better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Wait. I think that the, the, the joke, <laughs> nice. <laughs> the joke that stands out to me the most is when Marge is, she's kind of downtrodden and looking at, all the people in the world who are committing crimes and it's like, you know, where do I draw the line? Because everything is usually a crime and so mm. what do I do? It's mm. like, you know, that person's walking the dog without a leash and parks across three handicapped spaces. <laughs> and the th immediate thought that came to me because we've been watching a lot of Steven Universe universities, Homer is a clod. Like, just... <laughs> you clod! <laughs> and the fact that... Horse without a diaper. It's that, it's that great scene where Homer just does not expect his wife to arrest him and yeah. is belittling her in public and she takes a stand she's into this and she's not going to take any more crap and that's the point where she's like no I'm, so this is yeah, yeah like this is not acceptable and i'm gonna do my job there's a great moment where when she's telling Moff, she has a really great stance of authority and yeah. like action and she it's really very, takes very simple with the whole just, body yeah she? exactly and it's one of those great how you can have a visual moment that sells that, uh, that backs that up completely. I really, like you were talking about her stance, it was also really, really good to show 
like they really showed rather than told how uncomfortable she was about the whole situation. Mm. She was really embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't know what to do. Like there was a few seconds where she's just looking around yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, what do I do here? Yeah, when he first takes her hat and she's like, I have to lay down the law here. And there's yeah. like a crowd forming. And yeah. yeah. Especially because he calls her my little piglet as oh, well. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Although the, I did like, we've talked about this before. Dan Castellaneta doing Julie Kavner doing yeah. Marge. Like, it's a really <laughs> hard thing to do. I'm going to arrest you. Like, yeah, I love this as well because, like, almost Homer's. This is kind of the same disdain that he'd have for normal cops anyway. And he's mm. like, oh, my wife's a cop. I can have extra fun with this. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. get that in the earlier scene where he's using his her pepper spray as yeah. a you know, condiment. <laughs> <laughs> Incapacitating. The speed camera, yeah. the police tape. Or, yeah, using all the privileges of being yeah. a cop and talking about how great it is and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And even when she comes in, she's like, illegal gambling. And they all leave really quickly and uncomfortably. And he's like, oh, you chased away my poker buddies. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah. And it's like, at that point, she knew he was doing something wrong, but she didn't have that reason to stand up to him. Mm-hmm. That's right. And also in the scene where she's busting him at the Quickie Mart, it's like, she does give him leeway. Now just hang out here. I'm just going to buy some beer for those kids over there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend like I didn't hear that. <laughs> Watch the car in case a real cop comes past. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Homer. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck yeah. off, man. How about you, BT? What is a moment from this episode that sounds out to you better or worse? I'm going to go for worse because oh. a lot of this is going to be praise. So the opening scene where they're walking through the alleyway after the concert that, I mean, John Williams would be spinning in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> so RIP. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, in that in that scene, uh, Marge's pearls are white, not red. For some I reason, I did notice that. Yeah. yeah. And oh. then uh, BT's anal quarter. <laughs> BT's anal quarter. BTAC. <laughs> yes, welcome to the BTAC. And also, there is dark-haired Wiggum in the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, which is just, it's interesting that, like, one or the other per episode, maybe there's the occasional mistake, but the fact that changes is really weird. Especially since he was such a, like, yeah. relatively major part of this episode, yeah. you'd think they'd get it right. At yeah. the very end, he was black-haired as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But I will say, I do really like that Marge's homemaker days is what saves the day in the end, you know, she's... Every mother knows the secret entrance to her son's treehouse and yeah. you know the shoddy stitching. I don't think he's getting away, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a really good point. I've never thought about that. That's interesting. Well, you know, buying pants for three children and a full-seated husband is left over <laughs> the six cents. Full-seated husband. Although, just quickly on that, I do love... Marge, how did you, oh, how did I know the rip pants were going to grip? No, no, what I was going to ask as well. <laughs> <It goes laughs> yeah, to explain yeah. something else. And there's no explanation as to how she knew that there was something going on in the garage. Yeah. Like, perfect. Well, that's actually what I'm going to say sticks out to me from this episode. And it's not exactly for better or worse. It's just, I didn't actually remember like how quickly this whole counterfeit gene subplot actually unfolded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it rolls out and wraps up, doesn't it? Yeah, because we get like a little bit of shadiness from Herman earlier in the episode, but then he's like, going out for some fresh air. <laughs> sure likes his fresh air. None of that for me, though. <laughs> and you know what hacking <laughs> sounds like. But yeah, the the counterfeit gene story just all unfolds within that one scene at the end, like. It feels rushed, but I, I don't know. Like, it's a packed episode. Yeah. yeah. There's so much going on. I know what you mean, because in my mind, that was a bigger part of the episode. Yeah. But I think it was just enough. Like, it's all it needed to be. We just needed Marge yeah. to have a win, mm. essentially. Yeah, that's it. We didn't need a complex story about the, the, the pants didn't matter. Like, because it was short, it was a funny joke Yeah. as well. If they'd dragged it out, it would have been way too much... Like, way too serious for such a stupid plot line, really. Also, I mean, then you have to answer the question of, 
How do they not know? Like, they park their car in the garage <laughs> yeah. usually, you know? How do they not see it happening more? And yeah, The entire yeah. crates of counterfeit jeans. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I'm just trying to, like, apply the same filter that I usually, you know, funnel the HD and Teens Era episodes through, you know, just sort of pointing out, yeah, that was probably a little bit rushed, but, I mean, fuck it, I'm having too much of a good time when I'm watching this. Yeah, I feel like that's not the point of the episode, though. The cop action isn't what the episode's about. It's about yeah. the character growth, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just set against the backdrop of a cop drama. Yeah, and, you know, that combined with what Beach was saying, you know, it's already a crowded episode yeah. to have, like, an underlying plot of, like, Marge trying to break open the counterfeit jeans conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Real, it would have been too much. Yeah. So, play count. How many times before tonight have you watched this episode? Ooh, a crate full of counterfeit jeans. Many. One billion times. Or uh, at least a whole weekend's worth. Yeah, I think I've watched it 501 times. Man. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, because uh, they're Levi's. Uh, yeah. yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah. You're yep. assuming I shop for pants often enough to know that. <laughs> we shop only for counterfeit jeans here, Elliot. We don't have that kind of Levi's money. Levies. <laughs> Levi's levies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Money's that you took. No, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I actually, it. sorry, I just really thought that I'd been pronouncing it wrong my whole life. Uh-huh. Like yeah. how I used to pronounce yeah. Nike. Nike instead of Nike. Yeah. A levy is like a tax yeah. of money that you take someone. I understand. Your Levi's levies is your. She just wait, assumed wait. she was wrong. What's the definition of patronizing? Tell us that now uh, actually it's funny you should ask <laughs> that because i think you'll be pleasantly surprised what about that song when the levy breaks by led zeppelin that's about when your jeans split right yeah. broke your yes. chair. yeah speaking of which i just broke your chair oh did you <laughs> the, the levy split oh fuck. oh my ten dollar kmart camping chair no! <laughs> ah, that's you next a no job. that's <laughs> your next job <laughs> How about some of the wacky moments of this episode? Okay, Marge has the sharpest knife in the world because when mm. she's cutting the celery, she's just like tapping, tapping the it. knife yeah. and it's just phew, amazing. It's pretty exciting, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, celery soup, it's about, where it's at. How about some of them wacky magazines? <laughs> oh, Sponge yeah. and vacuum. Glass. Jet sports. <laughs> Sponge and vacuum. I like mosh the bear pitter. baiting one yeah. as well. <laughs> Glass eater and mosh pitter. Yeah, that yeah. was So this is another weird moment in there where we meet this character that we've never seen again. Yeah. That gives her the issue of sponge and vacuum. Thanks, Benavin Stanciano. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great because it establishes a lot about Kamaj's character without doing a lot. Yeah. Not only does she know this guy well enough that he's probably got like a special order in. He knows her magazine. Mm. She has a working relationship with her news agent. Yeah. yeah. How long has she been buying sponge and vacuum? Yeah. <laughs> she knows the full name of the news agent. Or, well, she probably asks him like is the new sponge and vacuum in yet that was a great (laughs) march exactly that just establishes you know how well as her as just a homemaker yeah yeah really spells out i mean very much along with all celery soups pretty exciting too but (laughs) yeah when we did the podcast with pods Mm. in the key of springfield James, like, brought this up as a reference that, like, the name alone is really funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot which one we were talking about at the time that reminded him of this one. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, Benavent Stanciano and Joey John, John Julia Shevardu and all mm. that. Like, yeah. Good old Benavent Stanciano. <laughs> oh, what about, um, Homer, you have the right to remain silent. I choose, choose to, to waive that right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd only get arrested just to do that. Yeah. It's either that or the Monty Pythons. Now we see the violence inherent in the system. Help, help, I'm being oppressed. <laughs> yeah. So are the wacky moments? Marge trying to get her 
energy and lust for life back, um, you know, yep. switching to deviled ham and things <laughs> like that. And then, like, she does the push-off and, like, mm. rides the trolley oh, all the way so down. She's so fucking cute. Jumps off it and it just gets absorbed by that giant cheese. <laughs> just, just walks, walks away. away. <laughs> yes. I love this Nobody moment because... <laughs> Who doesn't have this moment in the supermarket where you know you fucked up a little and then you just walk away from the problem? Oh, yeah, where you drop uh, a jar of something and you're like, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> walk away. Even today, it wasn't my fault, but like I picked up a bag of bread rolls and the bag was split and all of them just dropped out. And I'm like, doop, putting doop, the bag back, grab the bag I want, and walking away quickly. You guys are scum compared to Krusty. Yeah. Oh, come on. You haven't broken something in hey, a supermarket? He means report? compared to Krusty. <laughs> My other favorite one that I've done in a supermarket. So I've got a lot of these stories. <laughs> I, <bet you> do. <laughs> I had like the eggs at the bottom of the basket and then oh, I no. put something really heavy on top. Oh, no. And then oh. I'm, like, I'm getting to the checkout and I'm like, what's this thing dripping from my basket? <laughs> You're just dripping yolk everywhere as you go. Oh. Yep. You hear the, ah! <laughs> it's like some little old lady oh. stacks it behind you. Yep. Dropped oh, the basket, no. left the store, went to a different supermarket. That little, <laughs> that little old lady was only two days from retirement. Retiring from that being works. a little old lady? Yes, it's a full-time job. Wacky uh, moments. Yes, uh, Homer eats Hans Molvin's last meal. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the uh, next then, scene, the lights flicker, implying oh the electric chair has gone off. That's why. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, I... Always thought that was an animation fuck up or no. something. No, it's fucking fried. Brilliant. <laughs> He's that a whole fried scene peanut now. is so dark, but yeah. so funny. Well, if <laughs> really that's really the worst dark. thing that happens to you today, then you can count yourself Are lucky. Are you allowed to execute people in a local prison? <laughs> There's no more no talking, talking from now on. on. <laughs> Honestly, that line of Reverend Lovejoy's worst thing today: "Consider yourself lucky." Yeah. that's like comes into my head. Just you know. Appreciate stuff, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's something I want to say at work all the time when people <laughs> are like, "Oh, this has gone up by a dollar." Well, if that's the worst thing that happens to you today, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> but I just, I, I have a Jordan's anal corner. Oh, Jordan's Elliot edition. <laughs> <laughs> so Homer's eating Molman's last meal in a different cell to Molman. Yeah. How did the meal get over to him? He's like, "Oh, oh, for me, for me, for me." It was just delivered yeah, to the wrong definitely. cell. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, you'd explain that. <laughs> did I someone like... order a slice of raspberry tort and lobster tails? Lobster and tails. Yeah. <laughs> did yeah. anyone order this? Molman has good taste, though. Mm. Yeah, for yeah. real. Raspberry tort. Mm. Imagine the horrible crimes he committed. Yeah, what to the fuck did he do? I can totally picture him just being in the wrong place, wrong time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the Spring Hill just shitty laws. It's like, oh, you did this one obscure thing that is really worth nothing. Yeah. And your that is horse death penalty. You wasn't horse wearing was a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, wackiness. Um, yeah, the cops parody with the inflatable bath pillow. Yeah. I think that's very wacky. <laughs> and then he, when he says, I want my face blurred, and they just blur it from that point on. Yep. Yep. Bastards. All right, I have one like really wacky line, which I think we'll all love, and it's the... Not so fast. And he goes, okay. okay. <laughs> Perhaps you should just stop entirely. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Just really playing with the tropes. Yeah. So much fun. Oh, I forgot about the wacky bit at the start where they go into the concert, like the orchestra on the hill or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's the sign that says, like, Medfly spraying, 8 p.m., concert at 8.15, second spraying, 8.30. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, they're all going to die. And then Homer's like, oh, could that bassoon have come in any later? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how delightfully satirical. I wonder if everybody got that. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> fucking gatekeeping musical pretentious wankers, man. It, yeah. I had to think about it. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay. Oh, twinkle, twinkle. Mm. 
I'm really lucky that Hibbert pointed that out. Otherwise, that would have really gone over my head. <laughs> you know when you hate something because you see yourself in it? <laughs> oh, like a mirror? Tell me about your musical degree again. <laughs> oh, my God. Give this man a cigar. I'm imagining Elliot now just going through that. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we'll probably get into more wacky moments, but how mm. about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the babumps? Plenty of bumps. Yeah, yeah. One like, little moment I really liked was when Lisa is asking Marge about how did you catch the baddie mum? Yeah. And she is she's, looking up with these eyes oh, yeah. just filled with pride she's for her mum to badass. She's been so inspired. Yeah. Yeah, was it the most exhilarating thing you've ever done in your life? Well, maybe, but salary seems pretty exciting too. But yeah, she's Lisa is just so excited and Lisa's so proud really of her mum. Women can be yeah. a power in the, in the like, wow, workforce. My mum is like an idol or something for me that like, you know, because often there are plays on Lisa like, oh, I don't want to end up like mum. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be just a homemaker. Yeah. And now she's got something that she's like, wow. Wow, this is really exciting for me. Yeah, she's defending herself, catching a criminal. And they also had a, like, it was played as a joke, but even a moment with Bart later, where he's like, wow, mom, I never really thought of you as an authority figure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Which gosh. totally undermined her every other time of, but you know, this, the yeah. year. But this time he was like, wow, like, well done, mom. Clearly there's the big heart between Homer's undermining of her and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I really liked the intro scene where like, She's going, he's getting away. And all the bystanders are just bystanding. And she's yeah. like, well, isn't someone going to do something? Yeah. That's like such a big effect of the human psyche. There have been studies that have done about this. Yeah, and it's, like, it's Marge, it's time to shine. If we do nothing together, yeah. then no, no one can be blamed. bolts at yeah. him. Yeah. And boom, goes after him. And then suddenly they're in the dark alley. And he turns around and she's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What do I do? Yeah. I've actually cornered a guy with a knife. <laughs> and there's this look of fear in her Panic. eyes. And yeah. she panics. And she kind of, like, her arms come up in nervously. And she's like, oh, mm. uh, uh, I'll have you know that ordinary people can sometimes have a have a moment of... of and uh, yeah, then she smacks him across the face. And, See, I told you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought that was a really powerful emotive moment for her, you yeah. know? And just speaking on heart, I also like there's little bits of home. It's like, now be careful out there. You've become very dear to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well-intentioned, Homer. I also really like when he catches up with him. Yeah, he's still got the out-of-breath joke. Yeah. Then you got the, yes, it is thrilling to see the police get their man and save the hysterical woman. Oh. oh. But it's like he's just playing oblivious at this point. He doesn't know what she's done. So yeah. like, Easy, baby. Homer is here. Yeah. <laughs> I even like at the end, I mean, I feel like this was a genuine moment of heart that wasn't really played for comedy, which was where they're in the treehouse and Homer's being, you know, held, mm -hmm. kidnapped. And he's genuinely so worried that like he's trying to get away to warn Marge to not come up the yeah. stairs, like the yeah. ladder when of the treehouse. he first tree gets house. kidnapped, he's like, sell the jeans and live like a queen. <laughs> 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 Too late for me, Marge. Oh, uh, and oh, you caught him. I'm really glad you're a cop. He got away. You blew it, Marge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking you asshole. Type. Yeah. But, you know, there is heart at all behind it. And yeah. yeah, you feel like they've grown from this experience as well. But ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Am I under oath? <laughs> then yes. Marge trying a new thing and it causing conflict in their marriage. Definite Simpsons trope. Mm -hmm. Her looking for agency and self yeah. Yeah. something fulfillment. More, yeah. Lisa looking for like female role models. Yeah. Although I like that it didn't come because she felt like, oh, my life is just the home. There was something that happened that gave her a taste of adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I also really liked that Marge was still very true to character, even mm. though she was a cop. Yeah. Unlike, for example, the bodybuilding episode where she becomes a completely yeah. different person. She becomes yes. a psycho. And like a really mean person as yeah. well. This one, she was still really sweet throughout the whole thing. You know, she was still like doing her first beat in junkie town, like yeah. looking yeah. really like happy Saying about it. Yeah. And like her anal retentive attention to order and rules and details she's like seeing yeah. law breaking everywhere you can't ride that class 9 vehicle without the padding and that's yeah. so Marge yeah, yeah. For real. it wasn't her throwing her power around in mm. any way mm. like especially when Apu offers her the bribe like she's like oh, yeah. I'm not taking that but she's not like angry at him really she's just like don't be stupid I would never do something like that yeah. I though do like at the start how she's like okay how much 100 200 she's like 200 and starts reaching for her like <laughs> oh. wait no <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone just offers you money, like, yeah, sure, yeah. wait a second. This scene is so perfect as well. Like, mm. out of all the characters, they have Mr. Burns walking by. Not only does he snatch the money, but he's also drinking Drink out of the cart yeah. of the milk <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it is fucking <laughs> genius. Like Ooh, snatch <laughs> they both turn around and go, that's better. <laughs> yeah, like those are such good points about Marge. Like, yeah, being a police officer would just be playing into being an authority figure and following the list of rules set by society to enrich society. And, you know, she quits when she sees the amount of corruption. And I really like on that note, I love... Lisa is, like, looking up to her. She's so supportive mm. of her, but she does, you know, when she's doing the tour of the police um, house station. <laughs> police house? <laughs> the old police house. A new movie coming out now. <laughs> when she's doing the tour of the police station, Lisa sort of calls her out and is just yeah. like, oh, you know, Mum, I know you're really well-intentioned, but you are aware that this is just a force to uphold the wealthy elite, and isn't there a better way of going about this than just jamming people into overcrowded Shouldn't prisons? Be working to overthrow the corrupt capitalist <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah. Lisa, it's McGriff. Hello, Lisa. Help me bite crime. crime. <laughs> 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 I love how Lisa just like walks away. He's like, and eh, mind. Well, yeah. And Marge as well clearly knows. She's like, I don't have the right answer for this eight-year-old. <laughs> but I do for have real. a puppet. But yes or no? Would you watch this one again? Yes. In a heartbeat. Yep. Anytime. Yes, I would, Kent. Yeah, fucking oath. I'm going to watch it again. You're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist do we put this in? Inflatable bath, bath pillow. Yep. <laughs> the inflatable bath pillow playlist. Marge jumps. Job jumps. Jump, jumps. Let me tell that again. Jackie jump jumps. <laughs> Shut up. Marge jobs. Definitely. While they're showing you, Steven Universe, you've got to make them watch 30 Rock. Yeah. I, I did try. I picked <gasps> a couple of my favorite season three episodes to try and convince them. I oh. did. I'm, I'm sorry, it just doesn't gel with me. It's not bad. I know. Oh, sh- we'll get you eventually. Okay. All right, more playlists. Marge with her hair down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Margie. Margie, let your hair hang down. <laughs> Did you guys notice that um, she, she looked ha- super foxy in that like police Oh, my uniform? Oh, yeah. Freaking God, God I noticed. <laughs> they didn't oh have my, my shirt, but God you get I the idea. <laughs> hey, Marge, um, not here. Wait, you're not really arresting me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice that she had her hair down when she was a cop? She took a day off and stayed on the couch reading a magazine. She bothered putting her hair up again? Well, no, no I think it just sits up because she puts her cap down on it and it forces it back behind the cap. Because of the bunny ears. Mm-hmm. Ah. Other playlists, Herman playlists. Yeah. Because yep. yep. he shows up unexpectedly after like season one. 
And Hans Molman playlists. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yes. The death of Hans Molman. <laughs> so One of the many. Episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crime solving playlists. Yeah. Crime solving yeah. generally. Uh, people thinking someone in the Flanders family is dead. Because, oh. No, 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 no. Because oh. there is there's the rear window episode. Yeah. yeah. There's the real estate episode yep. where they're covered yes. in red yes. whatever. Red room. Yeah. But not the actual one where <laughs> someone dies. But well, everyone where they think Flanders where family they is dead. think someone is dead. Yep. Yes. Uh, I'll put this in the sketchy Moe's backstory episode as well. Momar. <laughs> X Men yes. on the Omar, man. Uh, oh, man. Lionel Hutz. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Guest star of the episode. There we Phil go. Phil Hartman. My goodness. God bless. You look in there. You'll be breaching client dumpster confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Attorney dumpster. Oh, that's my sorry. It would be a dumpster. Oh, yeah, because the dumpster is the client. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Of course. He's a bit of a dumpster himself. Like, he's a terrible attorney. Yeah. And then the second she's gone, he throws the lighter in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just JD. Fuck, I miss Phil Hartman. God mm. damn it. Yeah. Musical moments. So they use a bit of like music influenced by a show called Hill Street Blues, which yeah. is like a cop yeah. drama ish show. But it was that sort of eloquent thing where they sort of morphed both things together, mm. and yeah. especially with the outro music. Inspired by rather than parodying. Yeah. Yeah. They also use John Williams. Oh, of course. <laughs> and Mozart. And Twinkle Twinkle, which I believe actually wasn't written by Mozart, wasn't it? It was yeah. me. It, Twinkle Twinkle was apparently written by yeah, Mozart. Twinkle Twinkle's written by Mozart. But it wasn't Twinkle Twinkle at the time. It, it was like the surprise symphony or something. Yeah, 30 variations on a theme or something like that. Oh, okay. Also, that is the Baba Black Sheep and the Alphabet Song and a couple of others. And uh, Johnny Johnny, yes, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Watching Simpsons? Yes, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Giving reviews? Yes, Papa. <laughs> Let's rank this thing. <laughs> Open your mouth. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Uh, one is simply, easy money. <laughs> nice. And uh, the background grumble of, ah, oh, you get a three-carb Monty, a bad name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, that is so good. <laughs> yep. I think they're related or possibly in cahoots. <laughs> like, dude, you totally won again. <laughs> Way to go, bro. bro. <laughs> uh, I really oh, uh, sorry, just on that moment as well, Simpsons ruined my brain. I always think of Snake going, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just that. Because it's kind of like the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 3, 5, 6, 2, 1, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. He, yeah, Snake has the best bye. Bye-byes, yeah. Yeah. I really like the pizza misdirect when they go into the police <laughs> stations. Oh, we got every, you think you're pretty hot, huh? Well, we've got everything oh, we need on you. Everything we, we want need on you. a piece of him. So genius. And, uh, yes. When Marge and Homie kiss off and having the, you know, but that makes you the man of the house. And that makes me the woman of the house, which I have no issues in, except occasionally wearing the underwear, which, yeah. as we discussed, is strictly a comfort thing. And, and they then kiss they and kiss. he does the leg lift. <laughs> yeah. What is the leg lift? Claire, do you leg lift? Have you never kissed a woman so passionately one of her legs lifted off the ground? <laughs> I'm obviously not kissing right Are you asking right Claire then. or Elliot? <laughs> Pecana lost us. It's a dainty thing because it's like raising your pinky finger when you drink tea. I think it's supposed to come um, from like girls who are shorter than their guys, so they go up on their tiptoes, right? And like uh. one leg sort of comes up a little bit anyway, like because you're sort of standing on your tiptoes. You know, like when you reach for like something on a shelf, you stand up on one leg, stand up, and you sort of stand up on one leg to kind of balance yourself. Right. So I think that's where it comes from. But me being like five nine means that I don't have to do that very often. Hey. The question my dad has always wondered, which is, how did Herman, when he's carrying both a gun and Homer, climb the tree to get um, all the tree? Well, I think because yeah. he had Homer yeah. in a headlock. He yep. has one arm. 
Yeah, but he's really strong. So we he, had him in a headlock. So he he has, of, his chin was in the crook of his elbow, and yep. so he was climbing like that. <laughs> <laughs> how is he holding, how is he holding the gun? The he also has held the gun, gun with like one pinky in the crook. through the trigger. Okay. Okay. And he's no, holding, no. using his thumb and forefinger. I reckon he just like told Homer to climb. Oh, yeah, that's entirely possible as well. And oh. have the gun underneath him. Yeah, he does well, actually, have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, climb that. Yeah, that's always entertaining my dad, and I kind of feel like that's actually a bit of a joke the writers are throwing in without actually pointing to it. Good. And finally, and I can't believe we didn't mention it yet, garage. Ooh, la di da, <laughs> Mr. Frenchman, a garage. So Thank you. I've used that uh, before where someone messaged me something like fancy and all I had to do was send the screen cap of Mo <laughs> with his fingers doing <laughs> ooh, la, ooh la, la. Like, okay, I get it. <laughs> and sorry, because it's like, you know, not and having a proper cadence finish on returning to the tonic feeling in my head right now, unless I say, a car hold. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I actually had a debate with some friends a while ago where they thought it was car hole, not car hold. Oh, interesting. I thought it was car hole. I, yeah, thought I thought it was, it was car hole. hole with an. Oh, maybe like, it was you guys e. that I was debating. Yeah, with. I'm pretty sure it's hole. I think it's hole because it's more like ghetto. Yeah. All right. That's like. Because you put your car in the car hole. The joke is like how unelegant he is. Yeah. Oh, garage, la di da. What do you call it? Just put your food in your food hole. You put your car in your car hole. Yeah, because car hold sounds like it's Almost. a shipping thing. Yeah, like you put it cool. in the hold. Very technical. Are you live Frankie yanking this? Of course I am. There's, okay. a, there's a Reddit debating it as well. Really? <laughs> Get it's out of town. It's definitely hole. All right, Frankie Yank says hole. Yeah, yeah most thing yeah. I'm finding is saying hole. Yeah. Wow, I just thought it was hold. But that's not a funny. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> that's where you so hold like, your cars. That's so now fine. we can just go back to debating whether Homer was talking about someone else throwing a shoe or whether he's just talking about Hank Scorpio throwing a shoe that he's just seen. <laughs> oh, this debate again. <laughs> we'll get to that when we cover uh, You Only Move Twice. Great. How about you, Jordan? Any other notes? Yeah, we talked about the three-card Monty scene, but I can't believe that we didn't say that I love that Marge says, how dare you prey on the greedy and stupid like oh, this? Oh, yeah. and one of the crowd guys goes, you're sullying the fine reputation of three-card Monty. But you already said that. Yeah, but he did it with more passion. Yeah, it's true. Damn it. Yeah, but That's I love good how passion there. she's like she knows exactly what Homer is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just completely dismembering him. Yeah, I did like at the breakfast scene on her first day of being a cop. Everyone else is eating breakfast. She's having donuts and coffee. Oh, <laughs> I miss that. Man, nice. beautiful. Nice well, job. Good pick. I like Edna's line of, like, everyone's complaining about something, and Edna goes, I can't go to the library anymore. Everybody stinks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, another Jordan's anal corner. Yes, yes go. Jordan's anal corner. Elliot edition. Mo says, my roots don't stay so chestnut on their own. Yeah, they've never been. His hair is grey. Yeah. Chestnut's like a type of brown, isn't it? It yes. is. Uh, well, just his roots, though. The roots, man, the roots. So, yeah, but they'll grow out eventually. He just stains the roots. Yeah, but then they'll grow out and they'll have brown in the middle of, and then the (laughs) tip of his hair eventually. Nah, he washes that out. Okay, fair enough. Homer drawing the line down the, in quotes, (laughs) center of the house. (laughs) He just baits himself into the corner. A la I Love Lucy. Is that an I Love Lucy bit? I think so. I missed this in the wackiness, but I like the fact that they're laughing about the counterfeit jeans operation and Homer goes, Herman, I just had to come in and see what everyone was laughing about. And, <laughs> and immediately twigs, yeah. oh my God, a counterfeit jeans operation. Yes. <laughs> I'm in, in my car, car hole. <laughs> oh, In fuck. my car hole. I did, oh, fuck. That is so good. I never thought about that. That is really good. Oh, Homer is learning. He picks it up <laughs> quick. How about you, Claire? Any other notes? 
there's like another instance of The Simpsons shitting on Police Academy. Um, <laughs> yeah. When Mars joined the Police Academy, I thought it'd be really fun and entertaining, like that movie Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. But instead, it was painful and disturbing, like that movie Police Academy. <laughs> Love oh, it. That's funny. Um, so good. And my other point is, I never picked up on this in any of the other hundreds and hundreds of times I've watched this episode. But at the end, where Herman's got the ambulance and he's getting like you know taken away, mm-hmm. you hear Grandpa yeah. Simpson going. That's my ambulance. I called for it four hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> we oh. do know he's there to just take Maggie for a stroll. Any other notes, Danny? I actually do have two points I wanted to mention, which I'm sure you would have been mentioning in a second anyway. One was take I him, really like the throwback slash foreshadowing of the gun shootout sequence. Mm. Yep. It was played really well as a joke the first time. It wasn't just there to foreshadow the later part with Wigan being like, well, you didn't shoot the blind guy or the lady or the baby. I thought that was pretty, f- really funny by itself. Good enough for a training mm. montage. Yep. And then when she comes back to the, the final climax where they're having a big chase scene, and suddenly the, yeah, here she out. is and it's just like training all over again. I love mm, that yeah. as well, that she is, all her training is coming out to play. Here I am in mm. the real thing. I liked the shot of like, it was a first person yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. of her yeah. like tracking the it gun. Was it was really cool. And like Doom. Mil- yeah, the Carl the movie. movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Miles pops out from behind the shrub and then he like slowly goes back behind the shrub yeah. again. And <laughs> Grandpa crosses and everything. Yeah. Man, a friend of mine in primary school hated that because he just didn't get Why would Milhouse just be around in the backyard at night it's like because it's a joke that's the point that's the <laughs> joke it's funny yeah but grandpa's just taking a baby for a swat like, your no, old that's friend would be the kind of person that really liked HD Simpsons yeah because <laughs> it all makes sense because they explain it three times and the other thing I really wanted to mention was how amazingly realistic Homer's panting was in the first scene oh, where he's doing like the gulping sort you of really noise you really feel it oh, like yeah. in your chest yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he just did a bunch of jumping jacks in the studio and was like oh oh <laughs> oh, yeah. that's swallowing. And then he gets out of the yeah. car later on and he's still, <laughs> still going. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I really oh, felt that one. Homer Unfit playlist because the boxing one as yes. well. <laughs> yes. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like running a marathon at some point. And it's like, oh, second win. Uh, uh, oh, third win. Yeah. Yeah. Time for my final notes. Uh, final notes. <laughs> I'm going to be back on the street in 24 hours. I'll try to make it 12. <laughs> it's like, Wiggum's always saying, sorry to inconvenience you in that yeah. moment. <laughs> What's the big deal? I just borrowed your nail clipper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you no. did what? <laughs> did the, yeah, that great lead in. Such a fucking great misdirect. Yeah. I love the radar gun joke as well. Hey, what could be coming at 100 miles? But, oh, like, so good. It doesn't make sense because the amount of time he would have had to say that. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Don't let the Jordan say corner maybe get in the way. Of practice swings no, first. No, no, yeah. Maybe it was a pullback. Like it's he was, really far. Uh, he took a run up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You were the cleaner of pots, the sewer of buttons, and the unplugger of hairy clogs. Yeah. But this time, what I'm cleaning up the streets, I'm sewing up the fabric of our society, yeah. and I'm, I'm unplugging the clogs in our legal system. That's yeah. right. You're cooking what for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh god. And my final note, and just because I'm a lover of puns, looks like somebody's embarking up the wrong tree. Oh <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not a villain until you do a shitty pun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take note. Villains. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. Who's first? Danny's first this time. I believe I will give this a Quebec Zirconia. Ooh. Um, this one has it all for me. I think this is really like heartfelt. It's really empowering for Marge and for 
Lisa looking up to Marge. It's really like a great example of Homer the dickhead being entitled and like selfish and treating Marge as just an excuse for him to be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And and then he learns a lesson and she fucking stands up to him and it, there's so much, so much good th- in this episode and very little bad. Th- <laughs> How about you, Claire? I agree. It's a cubic zirconia because I think it's an essential Marge episode. Mm. There aren't that many episodes that really develop her character, I think, really well throughout the whole episode. And this is definitely up the top there. And I also agree. It's Homer the Jerk, but because he learns his lesson, because he gets a comeuppance, it balances out. You know, you don't end up hating him the same way you do in some episodes. Well, you don't end up feeling like he never understood or he never learnt what he did wrong. Yeah. You feel like he actually learnt from it, and that she called him out on it. He yeah. didn't learn from watching her stand you know, up. Some other completely separate entity. She stood up to him. She taught him the lesson, and she saved his ass. So it was very, very positive for Marge. So yeah, love it. BT? I was sitting on a gold for a long time. I'm like, this is so close. If something just gives it a nudge, I might trip over into cubic zirconia territory. And I think Claire's statement that this is such an essential Marge episode, mm. really, I think that got that over the line. So I'm going to go cubic zirconia because it's not as jam-packed as we've seen some episodes be. And that's... I've said before that a cubic zirconia should be the ones where you can't believe how good it is. I can believe how good this is, but it's still really, really, really good. And I do really like the story and the subtle ways it gives you character and nuance and how yeah. it moves things along in ways that are funny and that how you can bury the lead of a ending joke in a training montage. So yeah, I will go a cubic zirconia. But if someone says something to detract, I will may take a step back. <laughs> Um, hey, it's only fair. How dare we? Yeah, look, yeah. I'm going cubic as well. I recognize there are some things in this episode that maybe I'd criticize if it was a HD era episode, like, you know, the drawn out laughing gags yeah. or yeah. the drawn out Homer panting gag, oh, who's fat, you know. But I don't know. I think this episode says so much in so many subtle ways. And in this conversation, so much of that subtlety has been brought to the surface for me. So, like, I think I've come into this chat like and been raised up a mm. bit more about it. Uh, it's cubic for me. How about you, Jordan? Finish it off. Yeah, look, I'm not going to say anything too different from what everyone else has said. I think it's a cubic zirconia. I love episodes where Marge kicks ass. This and like Brush With Greatness, I think, are kind of similar in that way and that she like stands up and she earns the respect of not just her family, but the town. Like Not that they don't respect mm. her, but like she does something that is like she becomes a hero of the day. Mm-hmm. And I love those kind of episodes where Marge, where they kind of allow her to transcend her just pretty mundane life otherwise so yeah this is essential for me and god i just i i'm a big marge fan so this is this is essential to me to marge to, to marge, marge. <laughs> all right so this will be a unanimous cubic zirconia Woo! square root <laughs> nine cheers for us <laughs> fuck off this will be the eighth <laughs> unanimous cubic zirconia from season six wow it'll also be joining season. other season six episodes treehouse of horror five grandpa versus sexual inadequacy <laughs> nice homer the great the Stonecutters yes. episode nice. who ranks these episodes cubic zirconia we, we do <laughs> 2001 greyhounds the pta disbands <laughs> the pta disbands don't, don't, don't jump out the window fuck <laughs> <laughs> Lemon of Troy and Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1. Wow. Which we also reviewed together. What a season. Other time we did the fivesome episodes. The time of the season for Simpsons. (laughs) Dum-dum-dum.
Alright guys, well that about does it for the Simpsons Index tonight. Thank you very much for joining me inside Quest Studios. Let's get out of here. That's been Jordan Frost. It sure is. That's his catchphrase. That's <laughs> been Claire Double R. Bye. That's been Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And BT Calloway. If I'm a figment of your imagination, I never leave. <laughs> and I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Coming out of SideQuest Studios. That, God damn it. Sorry. I've suddenly come down with the case of the sneezy sniffles. Uh-oh. Sneezy sniffles? It's when you're like sneezy and... S- s- well, it speaks for itself, really. <laughs> you're like a, a dog with his ear like flipped out like, Mom, help me! Like, flip. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, thank God, I thought I was going to be deformed for life. You mean you're not? <laughs> More so. <laughs> oh. Sorry, it was too easy. Yeah. So what are some other wacky elements that oh. stuck out for you? For, stood out to you? Stuck. I always say that. Fucking stuck. Stuck out. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask, Ellie, you've got your ranking, like, cheat down the bottom there. Can you change it to JCBD? Because <laughs> it's like JCVD. I don't know what that Don't is. Claude Van Damme. <laughs> It's John Claude Bendam. Who <laughs> needs another drink? Easy, Chewy. That's the sort of joke that gets your arms pulled off. You should write for The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, man. Ow. There are some Ow. things you can't take back. That's the worst thing that someone's ever said to me. <laughs> but ultimately, though, guys, did this feel... Do you feel? Do, 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 do you feel? Feel eyes. What? Doing flaming lips. Anyway, you got more of a Kings of Leon thing going. I got a higher energy. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, my sex is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. You should burn. see a doctor. <laughs> I feel like that's Milas's bit, though. Like Milas. even his grandmother. Milas. <laughs> Milas's bit. Milas. That's like Milady. when people say Milas. Milas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Milas. Bart. Milas. <laughs> um, but even his grandmother like shits on him yeah. all the time. So, Incidentally, I've had a background check. They found nothing. So Yeah, that's good. Well, <laughs> they weren't looking hard enough, obviously. Well, we've checked your background and we found this tumbleweed, so it looks like you're all right. <laughs> good. The tumbleweed notes everything. <laughs> Don't put him on the stand. What would you like to say about the defendant? <laughs> How do you spell that? W H H H H H H O O O O. Well, I've got a surprise witness. Crickets. <laughs> and I, she's. Oh, sorry. No, no, you, no, no. Go. no, no, no. Okay. I really like. Changes. Turn and face the strange. Time may change me. But I can't change time. That is a total like karaoke black hole. That song. It's like everyone knows the chorus, but yeah. try and do the, the verses. It, no I'm like idea. no idea, <laughs> absolutely no clue. Oh, it goes um. Paper bags last night pre-flight. <laughs> Zero hour nine a.m. Are we doing Bowie or Dylan? <laughs> David Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, you Pack son the of a bag bitch. Last night pre-flight. And the times they are. Are changing. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I was singing uh, some song in the style of Dylan. was weirdly funny the other day. What was it? So much fun, man. Uh, Ghost of Perdition. Wendering Doom. When Rebecca Black's Friday first came out, oh, Friday. someone did like a pretty note perfect Dylan <laughs> cover of it, right? In that the notes weren't perfect. You know, just, well, yeah, exactly. There was a lot of, like, a, you know, the start of a, like a Pee Wee 50 mm. revving. But. They had it like had a screenshot of like a record playing which looked like vintage mm. of Bob Dylan Friday and they were talking all about in the comments like yeah my mum used to you know sing this to me and stuff like as a as a kid and it was amazing and people were falling through like oh my god I didn't realize this was a Dylan cover and yeah <laughs> In hell. In hell. And his blue house and his blue Corvette. And he ain't got nobody to listen to. <laughs> Ooh, wow. What a. Yesterday was Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yep. Quick, Claire. What's the most meaningless song we pretend is a meaningful Dylan song? I'm a Call me, maybe. Oh, a no, no, no. I've got it. Um. I don't want to meet a ghost. <laughs> That's the side that I feel <laughs> most. I oh. have a piece of toast. toast. <laughs> What's the the evening news. Yeah. <laughs> what? Life. That's Desiree. Life. Oh, Desiree. Oh, oh life. Oh, oh, life. It's terrible. In That's England, it won like the worst song ever written. <laughs> it's I fucking up. Deserved man. it. 